coming up next on Two Cops, One Donut. You guys are both heavily involved with the North Texas... North Texas Police Cycling. Police Cycling. Okay. Yeah. So with this club, it's all police officers. That's correct. Um, You guys have a community outreach. Uh, So you have the community aspect of that as long as the, as well as the competitive aspect of that. And then the internal aspect of uh, police camaraderie. So let's dive into that. What does it do? Who, Who is it? What's involved with it? What are you guys doing? Well, you know, I, I, so of course, you know, I got into cycling and, uh, it's become, you know, my number one thing. I mean, it, it's, I don't have time for anything and my wife will kill me for saying this, but you know, it's, it's my priority for cycling right now is, is so high. You know, I spend, it's a selfish sport. I'll tell you that right now. I spend hours and hours and hours in the garage. You know, I spent four hours out today on the road, you know, riding. And I thank my wife so much for letting me do it because, you know. It, it does take a lot of time and she's with the kids while I'm, while I'm doing it. So while but, we're on that, before you move on to the next thing, is it a mental clarity thing? Is it a, uh, a, a mental health booster for you in, in, in dealing with a first responder career field? It gets away. Yeah. It gets you away. I mean, you, you, you it's, it's, you have to have, you know, just like military and, and things like that. You know, I, I can't remember what I was looking at. I think it was on Twitter or something where they were talking about, okay, the military, you know, you get deployed, you're, you're out there, you're, you're on that deployment for six months or so. You're in that mode for that long, you know, you don't get to, you don't have to actively turn it off. You know, being an officer, you have to turn it on and off. I Maybe that was that was, was my podcast. podcast. That was yours. Yeah. Oops, okay. His podcast. I apologize. <laughs> I know it's awesome. I apologize. It shows you watched. Hey, you know. Yeah. That it. was yeah. that was great. You know. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't. No, realize. that's awesome. No, I like but, that's yeah. cool. Like it's, it's cool. somewhere on the internet. Yeah. I've, I've always thought that to to go off of that, like you know, um, never was in the military, um, but you know, having a lot of friends who were and and everything, and just kind of looking at it, you're in a in a foreign place. And you're you're in for, you're basically policing in a foreign land, right? These right. are your your own people, you know. When you come back here, you're you're having to police your own citizens, right. and it's it's a very challenging role because it's such a gray line that you're towing all the time, yeah. and you do things. And you're like, man, that is terrible. You know, I had to like, you know, just, just the, you know, family violence for for instance, right? Like, it's a very personal thing, but you have to take action. You're forced to. And there's so many dynamics to that you don't even see, you know, that we're not aware of. You know, we're going to solve somebody's problems in 15 minutes that have been brewing for, you know, years. 15 years, yeah. right? We are technically live right now. Um uh, welcome back to Cops One Donut. I'm your host, Eric Levine, and this is my first ever live broadcast. Um, thanks to Marcus. Uh, I got Officer Marcus Mendoza over here. Lieutenant, I, I call you Lieutenant K. Make sure you talk right into that mic. Yeah, pull it right towards you, but I don't know how you want me to introduce you, sir. So Lieutenant K is good. Lieutenant K is cool. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. Yeah. Um, your full name is actually on the thing, um, but uh, as of right now... Um, We'll just go with Lieutenant K. That'll work. Uh, first and foremost, gents, welcome. How's it going? Thank you. Yeah. Pretty good. 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 Going good? Yeah. yeah. Make, pull that mic right up to your face there. I need, I need those beautiful lips right, mm. on, right on that <laughs> mic there, buddy. 
Um, so today's episode, what we're going to chit chat about is uh, bike cops, cycling. Um, and I don't mean motor cops. I'm talking like ring, 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 pedal, pedal, super short shorts. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Dangle, uh, all that good stuff. So yeah. 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Death pop. Yeah, you're going to have the right to remain silent. <laughs> I love this. So um, you can swear. You can uh, you can uh, do pretty much anything. Just no politics, no religion. And as always, everybody already knows, we don't mention where we work, um, which is why I never do live. But because we all work at the same place, I know we're smart enough not to mention that. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully I'm smart enough. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I won't speak too soon. Um, If it happens, it ain't a big deal. The chief does know about this podcast and he's going to be a guest. So, um, yeah. So he he supports the cause, so to speak. Um, Before we get going even further, I got some whiskey. Excellent. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to give you boys the good stuff. I just got this bottle yesterday. I'm not much is of a whiskey smoke person. Wagon? So it is smoke you. wagon, sir. Excellent. This is the younger. Excellent. I almost brought a bottle of wine. I'm more of a wine person. We so, can plug uh, area businesses, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like El Wine Chateau. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect place. <laughs> oh. In Keller. I, over in I've Keller. never had it. It's really good wine. Not a wine guy person. Like, it's not that I don't like wine. I've just never taken the time to understand it like yeah. I have with whiskey and tequilas and stuff like that. As um, long as it's fermented, it's good. Yeah. I mean. But if I am going to, you can move that wherever you want. This obviously is all. This is soundproofing, believe it or not. This is what it's for. Yeah. Uh, I was getting a lot of echo off of the, the wood there. So um, there we go. We already got our first comment. Uh, by the way, it's all live. So if you guys put comments on here and whatnot, we can see it. We will try to respond. Uh, Ruben Silva. What's up, buddy? Giving out a shout out to NTXPD Cycling. What's oh, yeah. North Texas? Is that what that? North Texas. North Texas. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what's the X for? But that Texas. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. Yep. Salud. Yeah. Cheers. My table is a little too big. That's the problem. I got it off the side of the road. It's the best oh, price yeah. ever. And my dad refinished it and oh. made it nice again. So he made me a really nice dog kennel. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah he made us one too, but my dog. As you, through it. Yeah, he saw it. He was too big. <laughs> yeah. He's he, like his back was against the top and he was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, buddy. Um, all right. Uh, so this podcast, if you haven't watched it or understand the format, the way I break this down is we humanize, then we educate, and then we talk about perspective. That's pretty much the formula to this show. So um, that's how we'll do it. Uh, I like your guys' hats, though. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I need to give a shout-out because they're wearing Impact Tactical hats. Yes. And guess who's an official sponsor to the podcast? And also a sponsor for the North Texas Cycling yes. Team as well. So. so if you guys are looking for – I like this. I'm, like, turning to the camera. If you guys are looking for a a company that you can get behind because you morally and ethically are aligned with them, Impact is one of those companies. That's a matter of fact, that's the only people I allow to be sponsors for my show is people I morally and ethically align with. One of my other sponsors is um, uh, Insight LPR. Again, another homegrown company right here out of Texas. And um, uh, same difference with those guys. But uh, Impact basically got a hold of me and I got, you know, said, hey, this is what I got. And uh, they said, yeah, don't. Basically, don't worry about the, the return of investment 
we just want to support what you're doing. They they have actually they've been supportive. I mean, for the past I don't know six years or so with the whole you know PD cycling and everything like yeah. that. It's it's been yeah. great. Um, yeah. Even with where we were bike cops, yeah. um, they were always a part of that as well. And so they're supporting uh, your guys's um, <laughs> hobby team. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> they're supporting a, a local government PD as far as their bike cops go and they're supporting this message i guess so uh yeah shout out to impact they are they're definitely worth the uh the look if you're looking for tactical gear um what else police equipment yeah, they, first they've responders. Got it all. yeah yeah all of it so um that's where i get all my I've, for the last 11 12 years that's where i've gotten my tack pants my all that stuff um every once in a while i'll jump on 511's website because they have a really good sale but yeah. um Still try to go through impact. So. And, and they'll be honest with you and say, hey, 511 might have this cheaper. You yeah. Know? I mean, they're not going to lie. Yep. Um, and they were our first sponsor for, for the games. Oh, really? Yeah, they nice. jumped on. Yeah. Got us. I mean, they got, without them getting started with getting the ball rolling, Yeah, we, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah, they, um. so this piece of equipment here, this, uh, they bought me that. Mine broke. I had, a, I lost an entire episode and I'm oh. freaking out. And I'm like, I've never had a sponsor before. Is this something that I reach out to them for? So I called them. I was like, hey, this is what happened. I can put this on my credit card. No problem. I was like, but I don't know how a sponsor fully works yet. I'm learning as I go. Right. Uh, is there any game you guys want it? And they're like, yeah, say no more. <laughs> I was like, nice. oh, awesome. yes, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, big shout out to Impact. Um, and I'm glad you guys are repping. So, oh, yeah. uh, all right, let's get into it. Marcus. Yes. All right. Where are you from, buddy? What, uh, you got any cops in the family? What got you in this line of work? Uh, no, no cops in the family. Um, I'm a military brat, so I've been, I don't know if I'm from anywhere, I guess. Uh, my dad, I guess we all started out here in San Antonio, and then uh, my dad is in the military. Of course, we went everywhere. Um, finished high school, did uh, my longest stint, I guess, 12 years or so in Anchorage, Alaska, and then uh, I got out of the military. And moved back down to Texas. Okay. So. Now, military brat, I, there's a, the reason I asked, there's a common theme um, that I've found doing this podcast, not just on like the police side, but military, um, firefighters, prosecutors. There's always some sort of person or thing, almost always, that there's a life of service, somebody that was a, a mentor or somebody that they looked at, you know, they revered that kind of guided that path. For me, I, the correlation I saw was family reunions. I, my dad was a cop, but that's not why I became a cop. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people will automatically assume that. That is not why I became a cop. It was a factor, but not the factor. The main factor was family reunions. When, when everybody's you know drinking, sitting there, having a good time and all that, who are they around? Who does everybody have the respect for? The nurse in the family, the firefighter in the family, the teacher, uh, the military member, the cop, you know, Right. That, that's yep. who everybody, you know, when something bad's happening in the family. Who do know, they go to? They go to that yep. person. Like, I've gotten many, many phone calls before. Like, right. Just for that. Or what do I do in this situation? Yes. So for me, like, that's like, that was what I wanted growing up. Um, And it, not so much for the attention seeking stuff. It was just, I, that's why I liked them. And I was like, well, maybe I can, it, it's a service mindset. Again, maybe I can help my family out that same way. Um, And maybe it is. I mean, I think there's all, you always have to have some sort of a personal 
appeal to it. There's got to be some satisfaction. It can't just be purely for other people. And anybody that tells you, oh, I'd only do it for the to help, bullshit. Yeah. You do it because <laughs> you like the feeling you get from helping. Yeah. That's definitely. the reward system in it. Definitely. So um, there's nothing, there's no reason to be ashamed of talking about or admitting that. So with you, you had military in the family. Was yeah. it dad or mom? My dad was in the military. Okay. He did, you know, he did his 16, 20 years, whatever he did. And then, uh, Air Force? Air Force. Hell yeah. 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 Fly high, baby. Um, <laughs> and of course, that's why I went to the Air Force. Right. So. <laughs> um, what was his job? You know, I couldn't <clears throat> even tell you. I, I don't remember. <laughs> you know, it, it's, well, it's been so long now. And then he, he had got out, I know, when I was in high school. Um, Unless he but, was a pilot. He yeah, really he didn't, he didn't do anything he, impressive. He looked at the radar scopes and. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. He, he wasn't in the tower or anything, but he looked at radar scopes, yeah. talked to planes as they're doing their missions. He was things. still more Air Force than you and I were. Pretty much, yeah. 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 The best <laughs> thing that we hoped for as security forces was guarding the plane. Yeah, and I did a lot of that. Yeah. Those things don't move over 12 hours. No. You know, yeah. Like, and you're yeah, not even allowed yourself to go close to them. There's, no. There's this fancy. There's like a line. There's, yeah, it's red. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're guarding that line, but you can't cross it either. Yes. So. You're not allowed to cross it. The only people that can are mechanics when approved and pilots. So, and mm. God forbid yeah. you get between a pilot and his plane. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, fun stuff. <laughs> For those wondering what we're drinking today, it's uh, Smoke Wagon, the Younger, which is... My favorite shout out smoke wagon. If you see this podcast, we're looking for sponsors because <laughs> I spend a lot of money with them. <laughs> it's good, good stuff. stuff. I like blue note. Blue, blue note. Oh, that Eric Stahura got me into blue note. Same. Yeah. He's like, dude, try this. It is for the price point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that bottle rate, that's 45 bucks. Oh, it's really good. That's yeah. 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 And you don't drink whiskey that often. No, do you? I don't. <laughs> How is it? It's good. You okay with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you were to pick a wine, what's your wine? Mine's Pinot Ooh. Noir. No, I'm more of a uh, Cabernet. Mm. You know, if, if my go-to is going to be a cab. Okay. So Yeah, that's how I know he's a wine guy. He says cab. Yeah, it's so. a little little heavier than a Pinot. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I like dry, red <laughs> dry, yeah. I just, um, I've I've had several wines over the years. Just somebody said, hey, try this. That's That's my extent of wine experience. And the one that I immediately was like, oh, that's good. Was a Pinot. So that's why I think I know I like Pinot. Um, let's see. Hey, Fred, I need a buckle display for about 20 bucks that I won through the years. Diggs, BTW7. Ah, what's up, G? I'm sure you can get it for you. Yeah. Uh, check the audio. It keeps cutting out. Oh, that sucks. Dad, your audio keeps glitching. Glitch. A lot. Just letting you know. Shit. Well. Let's figure out what the technical issue is before we get going farther. Which? Okay. <laughs> I'm just talking like Wayne when he ordered the food in Wayne's World, where he's. <laughs> we need to stop doing that, I guess. The good thing is, for redundancy, I'm recording the audio, and I'm also recording the video. Uh -huh. So if this doesn't work out, I have a backup plan to post it later, so we will hear our audio. Um, as far as the glitching goes, I don't know what else to do, because I am doing everything that I can think of. Um, I'm looking 
I'm waiting for somebody to tell me, like, how often is it glitching? Is it glitching, like... He's still on 3G. That's probably why. Yeah, is it glitching yeah, because your, uh... of your connection? Is it glitching because of us? I um... Do you have fiber? Yeah, I have okay. fiber. So this is not wireless. This is all fiber. I eat a lot of fiber every day. Ruben says, <laughs> it's not bad. Just keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh Every five minutes or so. Shout out to Ruben for putting the bike on layaway today. Ah. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Nice. Okay, good. What did he get? You going all carbon fiber? Uh, I think it, it's a top stone carbon. Okay. Cannondale gravel bike. Oh. Gravel. Everybody's in the gravel these days. It's, yeah. I mean, I had my, my gravel, but I was going to say. Burned out. Were you driving a, a Crux? Uh, I was on the crux this last weekend and, uh, okay. it, yeah, I mean, it was good. Of course okay. I blew myself up and finished mid pack, but you know, was that that terrible pedestal that you were on? Yes. That was the <laughs> terrible pedestal. I wish yeah. I had the picture to pull up. Um, sorry, I digress. Okay. <clears throat> so family in the military, um, was that what drew you towards? Cause you went in the military yourself. I did. Air yeah. Force. So, yeah. So he got out and then I, so my We'll put it, my family moved back down to Texas uh, right my senior year. I was pretty much on my own at then, at that point. Um, I moved out, family moved back down to San Antonio. I stayed up in, in Alaska, and I joined the military from there. So I did my four years, four and a half years. I was stop lost for six months. And then uh, when I went to the military, you know, I, I really don't know the reason why I wanted to be a cop, but I went, you know, to the recruiter's office, this and that. And I go, uh, I want to be a cop. They you know? laugh. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Well, but before that I was in the Marine recruiters and I was talking to them. And then I, of course I wised up and left, but you know, when I went to the air force uh, recruiter, I told him I want to be a cop. And then, so he pulls up, you know, all the stuff and shows me this little security forces video. Of course, all the cool stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, coming up out of the water. Oh, like yeah, a seal. definitely. Yeah. And then uh, and then and then I, of course, I went to security forces. And then from there, of course, it progressed to the civilian side. But the one reason why I wanted to be a cop, because you look cool. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 Got to drive okay. a, a police car with red and blue lights on it. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, You guys are going to hear my computer, by the way, oh, <laughs> if you get used to that. Um, so you do your time. What was your service years? I did. I went ninety eight to oh two. Oh shit! So you were there after nine eleven. I oh nine eleven. Yeah. So we had uh, scheduled. We had regular deployments over to Saudi Arabia to Prince Sultan Air Base. Every you know every six months, people were going, and so it was my turn to go. Right. So we flew down. Uh, we flew down to. We were going to fly out of Baltimore to head over over the to Saudi. So we pull into the airport, Baltimore airport. And, uh, my team leader, he's like, Oh, there's a plane that just hit the uh, world trade center. I was like, Oh, cool. Okay. You know, we're all thinking it's some little plane or whatever. So we get into the airport and, uh, of course all the TVs are on. Right. And then, so we look and they're like, Oh, that wasn't a little plane. So we're in Baltimore airport when this happens. And then me and a, a buddy of mine, I wish I, you know, and I wish I could get a hold of him. 
you know, these days. I, I thought I'd saw him recently, like a couple of years ago in Fredericksburg, but his name's Kelly. And uh, his last name was Kelly. I don't remember his first name, but he was a cool guy. Anyway, so me and him go get coffee. And then uh, we see on the TV that the Pentagon had been hit. So we're like, hey, that's like down the road, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to get yeah. on a plane. <laughs> yeah, we're about to get on a plane and go over there. Well, I mean, of course, everybody knows what happened. You know, they grounded all the planes for a yeah. week and this and that. So we spent a week in Baltimore. And then, uh, of course, when we went over to Saudi, it was totally different. It wasn't our regular deployment. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. So. Okay. Um, during that, you did you get stop lost? Yes. That's, okay. I spent six months. That was the extra six months? That was the extra okay. six months. Okay. I, I heard a lot of people got stop lost yeah. during that time. So, um it's interesting. And it ages you. Well, it, it gave me, because I made E5. So it gave me an extra six oh, months of okay. E5. I made E5 like right before I was supposed to get out. And uh, I don't like Ward. He keeps telling me that the audio is messed up. Now it's, it's back. back. So I did. Uh, what the fuck? I did the six months as a staff sergeant. So. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about the audio. So um, maybe it's just YouTube. I don't know. Maybe it's Facebook. We'll see. Um, okay. So I'm basically just trying to understand and get a, a sense of why you do what you do, how you got into this and yeah. stuff. So you do the military and then you're getting out and are you like, I should be a cop because it's a natural fit? Well, yeah. So I wanted to be a cop. I mean, I did the security forces and I'm throughout the whole thing. I was like, I want to be a cop. You know, I want to do the real stuff. You know, towards the latter end of, of my four years or so, because uh, when I went in, it was still separated law enforcement and security. Right. So I went in law enforcement instead of the security side. And then we all blended. And of course, I watched planes that didn't move. But after I got out, I was like, I, I want to do this. I want to do the cop stuff. And uh, so I got out. And of course, I throw, started throwing applications everywhere. And I worked at Walmart for six months. And then, uh, and I worked for Animal Control for a year. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was a dog catcher. That's the best dog Did catcher you? ever. <laughs> and then, uh, love it. Yeah. Did you use a bike? You know, I didn't. No. Oh. I, I didn't know bikes before then. <laughs> I didn't know bikes before Joey. That's right. And then, uh, Joey Spragans, hell of a guy. Um, but yeah, and then. And then, uh, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so I did. So I started throwing out applications everywhere uh, up there in Alaska. And then uh, my mom calls me. She's like, why don't you just come to Texas? Like, okay. So of course there's more departments down here. So I did all Texas and then uh, I threw the one out that, that caught me. And so I've been here and what, 19 years later. So. Okay. Yeah. And in that time you've done, what have you done in police work? Like what have you done? Patrol. Give me examples. Uh, police work I've done. Uh, it's most of it has been patrol um, and then the bike unit, bike patrol. And uh, now I have an admin spot, which is, it's, it's Kush. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Kush spot. Okay. But yeah, but most of it was, uh, the first half was patrol. Uh, you know, I worked the evenings, midnights, day shift. Uh, and then I went to the bike team for, that was about seven years or so, I think. Okay. And then, uh, and then now, yeah. Now right. I sit at a desk. So Nice. All right. LT. Yeah. How about you, sir? Where are you from? What's uh, what's your background? Well, I was born in Toledo, close to close to Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Michigan fan. 
Oh. My girlfriend can't stand it. She's an Ohio State fan. She was born in Columbus, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, no, when I was real young, um, my mom moved down here, part of the U-Haul Army. You know, mm. no jobs up in the Midwest. So we moved down here. I grew up in Joshua and Arlington. Most Actually, I grew up, I went to Martin. Right oh, okay. Right so you were right so, around here, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of always fun driving nice. through. I'm like, oh, that's still the same. That's still the same. Um, graduated high school and um, began working actually for uh, Granger Industrial Supply. And one of the guys there, uh, I was going to college for engineering. And I was like, mm, this isn't for me. I don't want to sit at a desk all day. And uh, one of the guys there was an, was an officer for Everman, I think. And um, he's like, hey, this security company is uh, is hiring. And they, look at the pay. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So I ended up working for um, City Center Security in Fort Worth. Oh, those guys. Yeah. And so that's kind of. <laughs> okay. And, and part of that is you get you get bike certified. Yeah. Right? They put you through LIBA at the time. Yeah. Explain so, what LIBA is. For uh, those that's that... the Law Enforcement Bike Association. There's there's two. There's IPIMBA and LIBA. Those are the two main uh, police bike organizations. Okay. So I got the LIBA certification and did that for a while and then said, you know, I want to do the real thing and um, put in a couple applications. And now I'm also 19 and a half years in. Okay. And in your 19 and a half years, um, education, any military background? Uh, no, no military background. Okay. Um, That's why he was late. Yeah, it is why he's late. Yeah. <laughs> we were both sitting here. I'm like, bro, the Sonics, this is unsat. <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter's in the Air Force. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the Air Force Academy. So. Oh, oh your officer. Your yeah. excuse. <laughs> Am I supposed to stand up and yeah. salute? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I vicariously carry her rank. That yeah. that works. Yeah. I mean, there are people that think they do, so especially military spouses. Yeah. <laughs> well, my daughter's going to be a lieutenant. So um, um, in my time, I was mostly patrol. I was a field training officer. I went to school resource as an officer there, um, then worked in uh, robbery as a detective and property crimes. Hell yeah. And um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and then um, sergeant in the field in patrol, then back to schools as a sergeant and now lieutenant of the bike unit. Nice. OK, I see the progression. I see. Mm -hmm. I see the I see where you like to be, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, definitely a community oriented style of police work. Um, OK, the education portion of this. OK, there's going to be a lot of people out there that one. Other cops never been a bike officer. They don't have bike units at their department. So um, they'll have an understanding, but maybe not an understanding. But then for our community side, they have no clue. All they think of maybe for some is what we see on TV, which is always pretty funny when you think of bike <laughs> yeah. cops. Um, how do you, when you arrest them, what do you do? Put uh, them in your basket? You all know? the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. My favorite TV bike scene is when they pull the prank on Lieutenant Engel in Reno 911 and they put the frame around the light pole <laughs> and he's looking up like how did they yeah <laughs> the hell did that happen? <laughs> that was greatness um <laughs> so there's there's a process from becoming a bike cop at most places now smaller departments um like one of the agencies i came from uh any cop could be bike certified and do bike work in patrol so you just connect a bike to your car or whatever it is yeah 
you go. Um, and then other ones, it's it's a kind of a specialized unit, and that's exactly what you do 24-7 is you're a bike cop. Um, so there's a certification process, and there's a bunch of stuff that you go through. So can you guys explain what you go through, what it takes to become a bike cop at a major city department? Uh, I'll take this one. So, you know, of course, yeah, with the bigger departments, you're going to have the more specialized units, things like that. Smaller departments, you're going to see if, you know, that officer on that beat's going to have his bike and they'll patrol on the bike when they can. Um, you know, looking at the bigger departments with these specialized units, you, you have to apply, you have to have an interest in, in you know, being on a bike for one. Um, and then the whole type of policing is is so much different. Than being in a car um you know you have to have i say you have to have some sort of personality to talk to these people on a bike i mean because you're up and close to the people you're always talking to people while you're out there on patrol and um, a lot of times you're the first impression a lot of people have coming to a city you know yeah. if they come to a downtown area yeah the first person they're going to see on in uniform is is a bike officer yeah so, so you know you have to have that want to that want to engage the people that want to talk to people. And then of course you got to like riding bikes, of course. Right. Um, so then you, you know, you put your, your application in and you do the, the physical test. They have a little uh, entry test that you have to do just to make sure you're some sort of, have some sort of fitness. Um, Cause you're, you got to use your bike to get around, right? Yeah. You got to pedal. So, and then uh, you know, you sit you through your interview, they accept you and, and then you go on from there and, and, you get certified and things like that. So. so what's the certification process like? Cause there's two major certs that I know of LIBA and IPIMBA, mm -hmm. um, which we talked about LIBA and then IPIMBA is international police or yeah. international police mountain bike association association. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually an instructor. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be, um, I just don't remember. Yeah. I, I've, I've been an instructor an IPIMBA instructor for a couple of years now. Okay. For, I don't know, five years now or so. They're pretty similar um, yeah. in their qualifications. We the LIBA they have LIBA and IPIMBA are just two national or international organizations where they link up all departments and they put out uh you know training. It's 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 I guess you want to have standardized training throughout so every every department thing are doing the same thing. So right. that's that's basically what those associations are for. And you know, you get certified and, and it's a week long process. They go through different skills on the bike, uh, defensive tactics on the bike, uh, mounting, dismounting, going on long rides and things like that. So while they're going through that, like what are like, what's the type of mileage somebody can expect to put on the bike? What is the type of hours they're putting on the bike in a day? Uh, well, at, like during the process, during the, the, the week long process, I mean, you're working eight to 10 hour days. I mean, it's, it's your normal work day. Now you're not riding the whole entire, the entire time of the, of the, of the class. I mean, there's scheduled classroom time. There's demonstrations. Um, maybe you're putting, I don't know, 25, 30 miles during the day on the bike riding. Okay. So per day per day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of low speed maneuvers. Right. Yeah. You know, track yeah. stands, uh, small turns, stairs yeah you're not you you're know. not riding at you know 185 heart rate beat per minute you know <laughs> <laughs> for a week so yeah it's um i have found in my bike experience i did three years bikes um actually no i did 
I thought Te- it was technically than that. five years because yeah, I did it at my old department too. Yeah. So um, it's um, most of our accidents happen when we're not moving. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. we're literally just sitting still and we fall. Yeah. <laughs> so that is what I have found. Um, now you said you get to do control tactics and all that stuff with the bike. Like, what are some things if I'm a guy that's thinking about like maybe becoming a cop and I have a uh, an interest in bike ride. Like maybe I'm a cyclist and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't think I could go be a cop and do my passion. You really can. There's a lot out there. Yeah. So like, what are some of the options and stuff that you guys have seen that maybe the typical person who's into bikes would never have considered for police work? Options from positions to, to hold or? Like... Things that they didn't think they would be able to do. I'll give one example and you guys kind of jump off of it. Going to um, Colorado and becoming a certified bike mechanic. Oh, yeah. I never got to go to that. Oh. I wanted to. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's definitely a, uh, advantageous. Not right? for not for the mechanic side, but right. just Colorado. the riding experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for me, for one of the experiences that I saw was you get to go to Colorado. You get trained by the best on how to basically disassemble put together just every the ins and outs of a bike like stuff you never thought of um and then on top of that you go on rides and learn and get to ride in the mountains uh, which for cyclists that's the creme I mean, de la creme i've got to go we usually well we took off last year but i mean we go to colorado every year every yeah. summer and yeah. ra- you know ride and race and leadville so, right leadville yeah i've done leadville four times so. yeah so um very cool area stuff like that oh, yeah. now if you're a cyclist and you are thinking and like well police work has nothing to do with cycling you can yeah. literally guide your career towards the cycling and get paid for it way more than you ever would have you can you can be uh, you can get paid for for riding you can be a pro yeah. cyclist get yeah. paid exactly yeah. yep <laughs> used to do it all the time you know i was in we we have you know the city i'm in we have you know uh, 70 some odd miles of river and they have trails along it. Yeah. And we used to go patrol. We'd spend three, four hours out on the on the trail. Yeah. Just riding up and down. And, you know, we're patrolling. I mean, we're in full gear and everything. Yeah. So. And you're, and you're, you're interacting with people. Y- yes. Everybody's saying, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, everybody's happy to see you on the trail. Yeah. Now, um, you're, you're. One big safety tip, though, about that. And this used to drive me nuts when I was uh, in the, I was also a bike sergeant on another side of town, not just the downtown area. Okay. And we had the, the trail. And. You see, like, um, women running on the trail late at night. <laughs> it's like, the trail closes at 10. You don't need to be out here, you know, this late. Yeah. You know, go run at the gym, do whatever. Because uh, it is vast miles of nothingness. Area. Yeah. You know, that would just be personal safety tip. But, um, yeah, I mean, so I think the difference between a cyclist and, and a, a bike officer is you may not get to get the, the um, cardio aspect that you would. Unless right. you challenge yourself on the trail or do like a parking garage challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Many of those. Um, yeah. Because it's a lot of stop and go, right? Yep. Great, great way to practice track stands and, and you know, uh, that kind of skill and starting from stopping and unclipping. But uh, yeah. maybe not. But you or, are, or the lack of unclipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if your passion is cycling, yeah. you yeah. are on a bike. Yeah. You know, that's your mode of transportation. So what was fun for me. Was getting Ward, uh, who's an NPO by the way. Um, what was fun for me in the in, in getting good at cycling? Uh, let me let me go back. Being good at cycling for a cop um, was being able to ride on on the trail, 
and you see these cyclists riding on their carbon fiber bikes and you are keeping pace with them on a mountain bike in full gear and it just blows their mind. A mountain bike with a bag and a rack full of crap. Mm Mm-hmm. Your vest, your, your gear, your gear, your your belt, everything. Yes. You're sixty pounds heavier. Yeah. Oh yeah. In in a, in a in a sport that is based on weight. weight. Yeah. <laughs> everything's based on weight. All about weight. Which brings up an important thing. So for other officers out there, um, you know, does the TRWD patrol trails they, Tarrant Region Water District? Uh, when I was working on the bike team, uh, we were trying to develop a relationship with TRWD. You know, we'd call them and talk to them a bunch of times. They patrol, they, see, not all of the river or river trails is their property. Right. So only their property, they'll go on and they're, they're in their vehicle. So they're not on bikes. Up until recently. Okay. They just purchased bikes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think they purchased five. Okay. I believe. They just don't have that many officers. Yeah. yeah. It's, small so the water department themselves has their own set of texas state certified peace officers they are yeah they're peace officers they and they do everything they're on the bike boat atv they do all their own cases everything nice um so one of the things that i wanted to kind of point out in my experiences we're talking about keeping up with these these badass bikes right and we're riding around on mountain bikes well one of the things that one of our coworkers and I, me, tested out was I managed to get a Surly donated to the department, which this is a long haul. This is a. I wish we got it more. Yeah. We would have got more. Yeah. It, the, when you look at this bike, if you're a person that's like, I don't understand the difference. Like, it's not a mountain bike. It looks like a, a 10 speed, like your old, you know, ram horn style. That is not a typical style of bike for a cop. And we were trying to show that you don't need just a mountain bike there are different types of bikes that will work especially in a city environment because we're not really going over any major hurdles right. going over curbs curbs yeah, and, and maybe some sort of a, a car stop the the old you know cement mm-hmm. car blocks and stuff like that that's about it um volcanic bikes are heavy but good for training yeah volcanic they that's the standard for me when it comes to police patrol bikes yeah those are those are good yeah. bikes they're stout but your mm-hmm. your dual lug steel yeah uh, yeah the surly, surly was great surly yeah. was a great bike um and we put it through its paces abused the hell out of it and it's a faster response bike that can carry just as much and handle all the same abuse to an experienced rider yeah and i loved it that was one of my favorite bikes to ride it was perfect for the trails you know yeah. I, I wish we would have gotten more and you know we tried it just never isn't it, isn't it still in service somewhere? It is. Yeah. Is it? So they still got it? On West. Yeah. Oh, they got it over on West now. Joey. <laughs> oh, Joey's using it. That oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but the brook, the brook saddle is now making its way back into the bike unit. We <laughs> nice. <got two> brook <laughs> saddles. Okay. If you're not so, familiar with the Brook saddle, guys, it's a leather saddle from England, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Brooks saddles are so nice. That's what I rode on the Surly. Was a was a Brooks saddle. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And uh, Joey brought those in. Yeah, he's know. the one that taught me oh, yeah. about the Brooks saddle. So, the point I was trying to make for those out there, if you have a, a standardized police patrol bike and all that stuff, it's a mountain bike. Cool. Um, test some new stuff out. Depending on your terrain, obviously. If you right. if you're off road and all that. So he had a comment about the e bikes. 
The only thing about the e-bikes is the cost. Yeah, currently. they are expensive. It's so yeah. hard to, um, in, in our agency, in the 30 years that there's been a bike unit, <laughs> one of the main things I'm trying to change, there's never been a city budget for bikes, which is essentially my mind essentially our vehicles right which goes to show you the city support and this this is a community thing guys oh the city loves it the city (laughs) support that you get when you have a supported police department for a bike unit 30 years Mm -hmm. and it's been supported by outside sources yep because they're doing their job so that goes into the community thing um cam cargill same now has an e-bike oh yeah yeah. so and so our uh our support agency just signed off on a six mic purchase, which since COVID, the price of bikes has just skyrocketed. Oh, has what, it? What used to be a what used to be a sixteen hundred and eighty dollar uh, volcanic is now twenty four eighty nine. Woo! Before shipping. Now the nice thing about volcanic is they outfit from head to toe. Right. Right. They put the racks on the lights. Everything comes complete. We don't have to do any extra purchasing. Um, but it is it is an expense, right? I mean, you're talking. Six bikes, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So I mean, that's just the costs run really fast. And we're very thankful for the yeah. public support. Yeah. You know. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. And that's that's one of the beauties of having a bike unit, in my opinion, is there is there's there's very rare to have a better bridge for community relations because a bike cop is naturally like I said, we were making the jokes earlier. Well, that's one of the things that Although it is the butt of a joke, it is also one of the more approachable police officers out there. There's because, because you know what? Because I can say, what, 99% of everybody that's been in the bike unit has a crazy sense of humor. You know? Yeah. And it's always, it's always been that way. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, yep. And it, um, I, I am a big fan of the blue uniform, the, the, the royal blue. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, and one of the reasons why was because I saw the difference in going from traditional dark blue uniform to going to that light blue. Even though I was already more approachable, I saw that through my own experience. I, I would say I was tenfold more approachable wearing that blue uniform, that light blue. So it, it definitely makes a difference in the colors you wear um, and and what you're doing. It, it, you have no choice. You can't hide behind anything in a bike, on a bike. You can't. Yeah. And that, that goes to that old school, you know, uh, one of the biggest killers to the law enforcement was the patrol car because now you're behind the, the wheel of a car versus being on foot. Um, and in our case, being down here, being on horseback or whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, which horse, the horse unit, the, they, they also have very good community relations. Everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the same thing can be said for bikes. Even when they have to put the hammer down and do rolling fences and do crowd control and stuff like that, people don't really mess with them a whole lot on the negative side of things. Well, and you just think as a cyclist, you want to be as visible as you can, right? So Mm -hmm. being in a dark uniform is not advantageous. No, not at all. So, uh, and we're to go with that public order and fences, we're that first line where we're not a hard line, you know, a hard line where an initial line that can move. Yeah. Um, if needed. So. Yeah. Uh, and that goes more into, we'll talk to about to citizens, um, and, and smaller agencies that may not have seen the writing on the wall, but Seattle was the catalyst in my opinion, when it came to I agree. looking yep. at how to do crowd control on a bike, 
It used to be old school hats and bats with a bunch of guys with riot shields and stuff walking the line and slowly trying to take over a street. Well, then Seattle had all of their stuff going on and somebody came up with the bright idea. that's like, we could probably do this faster on a bike. And they started using the bike as a fence. It became a force multiplier. It is a great tool. Yeah. A great tool. And they were clearing streets in, in minutes versus hours because they were able to throw some smoke grenades right up to that line and put up a fence and then do the same, just keep repeat and they cleared the streets. Um, so that is an option when it comes to any sort of crowd control, especially with today's, you know, climate of, of, of first amendment, you know, type deals and, and mm-hmm. protests and things like that. I mean, it's, it's becoming almost a necessity for, yeah. for cities sometimes. Yeah. I think if your agency is not allowing your bike unit and I don't even know that where we're at, if our bike unit's allowed to do this yet, but it should be allowed that you have designated grenadiers to handle that side because if shit hits the fan you are that you like you said you're where the middle ground is is bike cops that's the middle ground before the hats and bats and the SWAT teams and all of that stuff come out so if you're going to be that middle ground and distance time and distance your friend bike cops need to be certified in throwing smoke and in keeping the line back before things start to get out of hand so the, the, the more tactical guys can get up to the line and start protecting people and property. So um, what is your thoughts as a lieutenant? What are your thoughts on, on a cop, a bike cop being able to throw smoke? Oh, I think it's, it's advantageous. It's not currently in the uh, operating procedure. Okay. It's something we've kicked around. Um, it, okay. It's been kicked around a long, long time. Has yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, think have, it's, um, I think it's crucial. We just got outfitted with, portable fire extinguishers, things like that. So as oh, we move, nice. yeah. So nice. that's that's kind of a, a change. There's been a lot of good changes. Um, it just takes time in a large agency. Yeah. I recently had a um, a guest on. His thing is AEDs, um, the, the portable thing to shock your heart back into place and whatnot. Um, he literally died, got brought back by one. But um, he told me one of the things coming down the line is a portable AED that fits in your pocket. Wow. I've, I, I've seen, I've actually seen it on, I mean, not personally, but I've yeah. seen it online and things like so that. So if we can, and like he says, it connects to, it can connect to your dispatch. It can connect to like mm-hmm. all, like if somebody's having a, a heart issue, dispatch will find the nearest one through an app on the, on the actual object or on your phone, whatever it is. Um, but I just see that being a huge thing. You talk about portable fire extinguishers. It, it, biking is so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing we'll talk about the potential of the bike unit. we got people asking questions. Yeah. Oh, Richard Gilliam, in your opinions, experience, what is the biggest advantages and disadvantages of being a bike officer? The biggest advantage. I mean, you're, you're up close to the people. I mean, you're being, you're humanizing the, a police officer. I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking with them. You're, you're up and close. They're seeing that you're a person, you know, you talk with them and, and it's easy to engage people, you know, it's, 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 uh, I don't know any other way to explain it. I mean, it's, you're up and close, you're approachable. Yeah. So, what do you got? Yeah. In a confined area or a defined area, it's uh, a lot of ways quicker to respond. That's what I was going to say. Right. Yep. Um, it's just, you're not having to fight lights and left-hand turns and yes. things like that. It, there's a, 
there's a way to get around. Yep. Um, it, you know, we're quickly deployable as well. Yep. Um, you can get eight officers moving on a bike pretty fast. Um, so especially in urban environment. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I wanted it to happen. I just didn't have the, I didn't have the stroke for one. And, um, I don't think the idea was fully realized at the time, but now that I've had time experience, all that stuff to think about it and I'm not in the bike unit anymore. But one of the things I was trying to do was have a mobile bike unit that saturates hotspots so, because we're faster. I did a detail personally. I did a detail with a, a guy who is now, I think a Lieutenant or captain Fleming. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of car burglaries and stolen vehicles happening in a neighborhood. And like you said, it was confined. It was, uh, for, for us to know the areas, it was the hospital district. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got all these, you know, very grid orient. It's yeah. a, it's a grid with, I, with tiny streets. Yes. Yeah. I could get everywhere faster than a patrol car mm-hmm. everywhere. And that was tested time and time and again. Um, but the other thing was no one hears you. We got silent hubs. So we can sneak up on things in action that are actually occurring at, uh, in real time. Um, two, when you do that, when you saturate areas that people are not accustomed to seeing bike cops, they never They're see you coming. They're always looking for the car. They're looking yeah. for the car. They're yeah. not looking for a bike cop. I had a guy literally try to deal drugs to me. I rolled up on him. I saw him <laughs> dealing dope. I rolled up on him. He never looked up from his phone. All he saw was a bike tire. Cause that's how he was looking down. Tell him he was charging too much. And it, yeah. And he tried, I was like, he's like, what can I do you for man? I was like, I'll do a dime. And he's like, I got you. And he's just reaching in his pocket and snag him up. It's hilarious. <laughs> and he looks up, he's like, what the fuck? You know? Well, so whammy. They never see it coming. I, 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 I caught a 60. I caught a stolen vehicle yeah. on a bike. Oh, I had, I've had, car, I had a car chase on a bike. Yeah, well, multiple car chases. Yeah. Now there's a danger to it, but my point being, you take that, you know, let's say a, a four to six man bike unit and their whole job, you have one car, maybe two patrol cars to back them up, but they saturate an area that is usually property crimes ridden. You I know, think we, that's, we have the, we have the infrastructure for that. Yeah. It's, it's just everything. There's now, uh, another division is starting to wants to start up another bike unit. Hell yeah. I was like, why are all these why separate? That? Why is everybody yeah. separate? Yeah. Why don't you have one centralized team that handles? Yeah. But no, it's coming out of different budgets and different. Yep. I and think everybody you, has different equipment and. Yeah, you have a centralized team. I don't understand. You sit there at roll call. Lieutenant goes, "Here's our problem, Mary. This is what we're doing, Sergeant. I need this done." Then during roll call, Sergeant's like, "All right, Mendoza, you other three, you're going over here. Uh, I only need two to cover downtown. Yep. It's pretty dead today. Uh, and then the rest of y'all." Uh, this area is terrible. It's all that's the way it should be. I don't understand how or yeah, that, why it is the way it is right now, I've or actually, how it's ever been. I've yeah. mentioned that to uh, command staff, and that's my vision as well. And that's yeah. exactly how I see it. We talked got, about it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it just it makes so much more sense. And we have the the trailers and and equipment to move the bikes quickly. Yeah. Um, Add a couple detectives. So any cases they get now, they're they're working it within. Yep. yep. And now you're a self-sufficient unit and you're not burdening the rest of the detectives with what you guys are producing. Holy the shit. The infrastructure is there. Mm-hmm. Everything you need. 
the only thing they need to do is erase the line. Yes. That, just erase the line. Change yeah. the boundaries. And, That's it. And do it as a uh, yeah. entertainment district type uh, I'm with response. You. Yep. I agree. I think that'd be huge. And the disadvantage. Oh, is, I'm sorry. Is being exposed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, the weather, right? I remember this was funny. Um, I remember, you remember the American uh, Police Beat magazines we used to get? Mm-hmm. They used to sit on the um, as roll calls, right? And they always had the uh, recruitment uh, sections in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them, speaking of Alaska, was for Anchorage. And it showed a guy riding a bike in, in the like snow? eight inches of snow. Fat tire and everything. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> That's not really a, a motivator. Like nope. I'm not, I'm not wanting to go to Anchorage to ride a bike in the snow. Yeah. So, you know, rain, obviously you have to change your plans. Um, cold heat, yep. you know, um, especially with like the vest, they don't breathe. Right. Yeah. So, um, one of the big changes I made was once the heat advisory is above a certain amount, we really limit our time or use another way to get around just cause it's not safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be the biggest disadvantage is just you are out in the element. Yeah, yep. cover and concealment's a big one too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Especially if you're wearing the the alternate uniform, um, that's another thing. Uh, trying to stop a a vehicle on a traffic stop, Joey. Yeah, and <laughs> basically getting pit maneuvered by the, the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of yeah. bike officers have been hit by cars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know. So yep, coming out of parking garages, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, you're responding to a call down the sidewalk or the street, whatever it is you're doing. Somebody just flies out of a parking garage. I mean, is it their fault? Yes. But at the same time, it's like, how often is that going to happen? The bike just flies out of nowhere at certain times of day. Yeah. Things of that nature. So these are all, yeah, definitely factors. That's a dif- disadvantage. But there is so much untapped potential of bikes that has not been seen. Um. And I think some people, even internally, and this is a problem, would laugh at the idea. I think it takes, you know, honestly, I think it takes more of a cyclist mentality on top of, you know, the police side of it to, to, to understand. Because a lot of people, oh, you know, it's a bike or look at this dummy on this bicycle. You know, if, if you have that cyclist mentality and if you're in a, a position of, uh, of rank, you, you see things different. Than, than someone else. Yeah. So you're going to recognize the, the advantages and, and things like that. So yeah, I think that's a, a setback. Um, okay. So you have a bike unit, you go through this training, you know, it's typically a week long. Um, is there any continued training? Is there anything to look forward to? We talked about the mechanic school stuff. That would be cool. But like, what are some of the other things that a person that's trying to get into the bike unit can look forward to down the road? Uh, one of the big things has been uh, the transition to the public order aspect, right? Um, several times uh, our agency has been called to help with large city uh, conventions, national Republican, conventions. Republican and, National and Convention, Democratic, Democratic yeah. National right. Convention. That was fun. Um, yep. That was an experience. It was an experience, <laughs> yes. So I was a part of that. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a unique opportunity that uh, most officers never get to experience, right? Like we're getting called in and, you know, we got bikes because of that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so helping out and in that interagency. Um, I got that crappy safari land, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. This thing weighs like as much as a tank and it's, it's a terrible bike. Safari land. 
Like you have no business to be in the bike. Yeah, don't, don't do <laughs> Stop. it. Stop. Yeah, we appreciate it, but uh, I understand what you guys are trying to do. <laughs> leave it up to the experts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was um, so that that's one aspect, and and you do continuing training on that, um, and then you know some guys you know you get your IPIMBA certification. You can go to other agencies, teach them how to ride. You know, I mean, there's there's avenues that way. Yeah. Okay. Um. And now we're moving into where um, our officers are going into the schools and talking to fourth graders and giving them presentation, bringing the bikes, showing them what it's about. So it's a whole nother, another way of community outreach. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the cool things. Anytime you have an event, an NPO neighborhood patrol officer puts on some sort of neighborhood community event, when the bikes show up, it's, curiosity comes. It, I mean, yep. every time. And then yeah. what's even cooler is you're like, why do these cops need to know how to be bike mechanics? One, you're saving the city money. They don't have to take their bikes somewhere to go get certified or serviced anymore. Oh you, yeah. They can do everything in house. Right. Um, two, uh, you are able to be that cop that when you're riding around and you see someone genuinely with a bike issue, you stop and pull you out your stop tool. And help you, you, you got it. Yeah. And there is no better way to reach out to the community and, and have those good deposits, as they put it, and, and fixing someone's bike. I was never the mechanic guy, but I learned it and I knew how to, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want to be the guy, but yeah. if it push come to shove, I could run through the steps and help out a citizen or help out another officer when stuff happens, or especially help out myself. <laughs> That's usually <laughs> the biggest uh, issue about myself while we're going. So, um, it- Go it's ahead. a great way to know how to, you know, change out your bottom bracket or something like that, where you don't have to go into a bike shop and just let them, you know, just like an auto. Oh, hey, your your filter's bad. Yeah, uh, is it? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are they taking advantage of me? You know, yeah. and not that. I mean, most local bike shops are really great and yeah. support your local bike shop. Okay, and, definitely. You know, any, yeah, any any way you can. Those guys are working hard. Yeah, uh, fixing all of our. That's where I'm going mistakes. after I retire. Bike shop. <laughs> bike shop, yeah, yep. pretty mellow. Yeah, mellow Johnny. Uh, it's um. Yeah. So w- with that, now we talked about the different types of bikes and stuff that you can do. Um, the electric bike—that's the the newest thing to really hit the scene. Um, let's talk about the pros and cons of an electric bike for a cop. Response just, time. Okay, response time cut way down because those things go like 20, 30 miles an hour. Yeah, unassisted. R- right? Response like, time and fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. It's cuts down on fatigue until yeah. that battery goes dead. Well, yeah, then you're then it's more fatigue. Then it's right? even more fatigue. <laughs> yeah. So there's and then you know that requires you to be on top of what your power management is, and then going back and putting the bike out of service to charge it. You know, just like a electric car, that there's there's always something, right? Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Uh, the great thing about a bike is it's your own power. You know, you're you're doing the work. Uh, I can see where EV EV bikes could could be beneficial to someone who's maybe not in the greatest shape yeah, and assisting them again, or they have like a knee injury. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing, you know, with e-bikes with me and you know, this is probably coming off more of Joey too. You know, it's rubbed off on me, which is you're making it easier for these officers to go out and, and so you're, you're declining the fitness, right? Yeah. So we're, go- we're, we're officers and, and, you know, we, we go out and, and we meet bad guys and sometimes bad guys don't want to do what we say. And so when it becomes, you know, to that point where you have to use physical fitness to engage and, and, and affect the rest, you know, when you're taken away from that. Yeah. You know. Now, 
price wise, what can people th- expect when they start looking at a regular patrol bike, kind of one bare bones, the the middle class, and then the upper for police bikes or just yeah, bikes in general? No, for police bikes. Okay, so like I said, probably. I think um, <clears throat> I have knowledge of another agency getting some some entry level bikes like a Giant. Okay. I think there's were like twelve hundred. So like I said, ours are are twenty five hundred completely equipped with, you know, Tram GX, pretty decent, you know, derailleur set, <clears throat> um, bike bags, lights, and rear tail lights, and then you're using Rock Shocks, uh, Shock, Air Shock. So they're they're pretty well equipped. That would be mid grade, and then your EV would be higher, and you'd be looking at about forty five to five thousand. Yeah. Plus the battery is going to go dead. Yeah. At some point, right? So then you got to get a new battery. And I don't know the electronics on those. I mean, I can fix a bike, but as far as e e bike, I've I've never even. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's a new market. Well, a lot of the hubs are different, you know, because you have that internal uh, gearing inside there. So yeah. I wouldn't even try to tear down and yeah. an electronic yeah. hub. It's just be like, here, send it back. Okay. Um, what's a typical patrol day like for a bike officer? Oh, uh, well, go or for us, I mean, um, basically, um, in the early mornings, you kind of you have a lot of transients and uh, they're you know sleeping on the sidewalks and everything else, and people come in and the business owners come along and they're like, hey, we want them out of here, so. You just talk to them, make sure they have a place to go, you know, during the day, uh, send them on their, you know, r- refer them to their sources kind of through like the hope, uh, you know, unit and things like that. Give them a, tools so that they're not just out and about. Um, and then you're dealing with all the, um, downtown patrons coming to work and visiting and, and there's always something going on at, you know, um, the convention centers and, you know, like I said, people are always downtown. You yeah, know, and they're all they're from all over, so they're just making those inroads, uh, and then handling going visiting businesses, making sure they have what they need, um, you know, taking a coffee break and sitting there being being visible is a great way, you know, just having a coffee, saying hi to everyone. People come up, look at the bike, ask questions, yeah, make jokes about you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So th- that's uh, that's you know typical day, and then as the day goes on, you deal with uh, the business district clearing out. And then you transition into your um, your people coming in down having dinner. Yeah. Um, so. Traffic accidents, things of that traffic nature. Traffic accidents, yep. a lot of traffic um, accidents. Yeah, I've been yeah. out for a couple of years, but I mean, it it's it was transient accidents, burglar alarms, things yep. like that. And then, you know, eighty percent of it's uh, community relations, really. Yep. No, Drunks no. from the bar. Well, now, yeah, now that that's too. changed a lot it, in, <laughs> well, in our agency. For year, for yeah, for, for where for, you're at, for yeah. where we're at, that has tapered off significantly and you typically deal with a um, more adult crowd now right so you have less of the college scene um i will say if you're going to be a bike cop get rid of the mic that is sitting on your lapel yeah get it in ear and get get a mic that you can you can talk into relatively close to your mouth it is a game changer it's a game changer and trust me you're your dispatcher will love you for it because the other one's just going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Well, he keyed up, so he's good, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you dying? <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah. 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 That's, that's bad. So, so, so please get it in ear, uh, Mike, 
uh, in ear system, so you can you can hear what the hell's going on and you can get out what's going on. It's definitely a safety thing. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other factors of bike patrol that we haven't hit on. We hit on weather, we hit on the training, um, we hit on kind of the specialty things when it comes to public order, um, citizen support. We talked about getting out there with the community. Um, we talked about the future, which I think is having mobile units, um, combining and, uh, saturating hotspots, you know, using Comstat to do that intelligence-based policing and throw a different approach at bad guys that they had never considered. And, uh, I've seen it on a small scale. I've seen it work. So do we got people two guns in three weeks from transit? Oh, Oh, there we go. That is, that is a new phenomenon. I mean, I've talked to bike officers that have been in the unit for years and they're like, we've never really seen that, um, in such a, in such numbers, to be honest. Yeah. So it makes you wonder why are they carrying, you know, I spent seven years in bikes and I don't think I came, you know, in contact with one transient with a weapon or I mean a gun, I should say. However, being in bikes in 17 years of law enforcement. The three shootings I've been involved in, I, yeah, I've were been in, all on bikes. I was in a shooting on bike too. On yeah. bikes too. Now, we, I mean, I, I wasn't the shooter. Exactly, we weren't the shooters. I, but um, I was there. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. So yeah. when people, you know, I get it. I say rent a cop, mall cop, whatever you want to say. But holy shit, we yeah. seem to be there for all the crazy stuff. When you're talking a metropolitan mm-hmm. area, yeah. like I like it's it's it's. It's I mean, crazy. We've, we've been in fights. We've yeah, oh, been, yeah. You know, we've been in fights, shootings, and, and yeah. you know, you name it. Yeah. Uh, the lack the sweaty, yeah. naked guys. The lack of oh, exciting yeah. <laughs> naked sweaty guys is a bad one. Oh, yeah. And, I wasn't and there for that one. The, the gun from last week, the guy fired in the air. Really? Um, yeah. Just popped around. It was, you know, just, and everybody started freaking out, you know. As they should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> as oh. they should. And that guy was arrested without issue? He was. That's good. Yep. Um, so Richard Gilliam said, what tool would you like to have or would you like to see made to help with being a bike officer? Hmm. I'd like a train horn on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could somehow get a portable train horn without adding a bunch of weight. This guy's got three air tanks in his bag. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we'll just seize them from one of those big trucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Having you remember that? That was a big thing on weekends downtown for forever. Oh, the truck clubs coming through? And then just scare everyone. Yeah. It was crazy. So if you have a downtown area and you get these car clubs that like to go through and hold up traffic, it's just like uh, trying to ambush a convoy for cops. Stop the lead, get the rear, and they can't go anywhere. Just don't get in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> Shatterly, that's an air horn. <laughs> so for those looking at Shatterly's name on there, dude's been a cop for a long time. He he's was in my academy class. Highly experienced. Oh, I'm sorry. Knows yeah, his exactly. shit. And uh, looks like he's winding down his, his career his as well but... with bikes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's say he knows it. It's just he doesn't use it anymore. Ah, there you There's go. a difference. Right? Sorry, Shatterly. Yeah, we had to bust your balls, buddy. We love you. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a smart man in this environment. It's, it's a good place to wind down. <laughs> it is. So, um, I'm trying to think of a tool that would, yeah, I'm trying you know, to benefit, too. you know, it's, it's, I would say your number one tool as being a bike officer is your attitude and the way you you present yourself to people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I can think yeah. of. I mean, it's hard not to smile while you're riding around on a bike unless it's 110 up. 
If you're yeah. if you're officer friendly, <laughs> yeah. and you are just, I mean, your mouth is yeah. your greatest tool. Yeah. If you can learn how to talk to people, yeah. And it's like anything in police work, and I, this is a big thing I'm a proponent for. But it's hard to, it's hard to do. Yeah. I want the person that fits best for that position. If you're going to be a bike cop, I don't want you there for the schedule. I don't want you there because you think it's cush. I want you there because you're a people person, because you want to be out in the community and because you like bikes. You know, yes, you're enforcing laws and things like that. And and that goes with any officer. Right. These people that you're talking to, they're humans. Yeah. You know, don't degrade them. Don't talk down to them. Yeah. I mean, they are a person just like you. Yeah. And it's, and, and that's the way I treat everybody when I'm out there. You yeah. know, it's it's... You're a person. Right. And yeah, you, you, you just robbed a store and you, you know, did this and that. And you're sitting there on the sidewalk in handcuffs. It's just business. But I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking with them. Yeah. I'm having a conversation. With yeah. Them, to me, know? it's the way I've always separated. It's just business. Like I, I am not taking what you did personally. And sometimes it's hard to do, yeah. you know, especially when it's like a child. And I think that's for me. I think that's learned over the years. It is for sure. I had a, a wise officer in the academy tell me you can take someone to jail or you can bring them there, right? Like when you have to take action, you know, cause yeah. we do have to take action. You can make it hard or you can make it easy. And you know, you, yeah. it's kind of your choice. Yeah. I, yeah. I've talked people into going to jail. I mean, mm. yeah. As long as you talk with them and, and let them know that they are human and, and yeah. Okay. You made a mistake. Yeah. I don't you think know? I ever had a fight downtown as, as a bike cop that, was be like I started or, or oh yeah it, like no. it's, it was either because they were fighting someone else or fighting another officer. It's never because of I me. can tell you one hundred percent. I've never yeah been the instigator but on any of it's, that. It's it's the it's the smithing. It's yep. the being able to talk to people and you know conceding your ego. That's the big one. I've had guys that are like, "What are you gonna do? Won't you take that gun and badge off?" I'm like, "Even if I take it off, you're still gonna beat my ass." Yeah, I was like, "That's embarrassing. That's a lot of paperwork." I'm a small guy. I weigh 150 pounds. Yeah, well, you weren't when you started. Well, but, uh, yeah, I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I used to be 189. You want me what? to pull the picture up? Uh, I think it. I got nine. Getting in shape on the bike. Yeah. yeah, that's another benefit. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, the fitness level. The fitness level. Is yeah, just especially when you got a salada downtown. You just stay exactly eat clean. <laughs> Get just your not, not a lot of dressing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, well, I, I, you know, talking about, you know, verbal judo, verbal jiu-jitsu, there was a funny video I saw where an older guy goes into a, a MMA gym and he's like, I'm going to, you know, he's like, the best way to get out of the fight is not get in one in the first place. And he uses all these, he's like, you looking at me? He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's a really nice shirt. Where'd you get it? You know, uh, yeah. just, you know it was perfect. Like, that's yeah. kind of the deflection you can use in a lot of these situations. Yep. I was like, you looking at my girl? I was like. Yeah, I noticed her sweater. I want to get my girlfriend one, just like yeah, it, you know. It's cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> it's cashmere. <laughs> so there, there's all kinds of ways to to deflect and and yeah. uh, you know. One of my favorite videos that I would put in my as a academy instructor and stuff, just to create some levity and stuff. There's this guy that go around in the hood, and he try to pick fights with people in the hood, and as soon as they were like game to fight he'd strip all his clothes he had like tear away and he's just in like a thong and he's like all right let's go and they're like what the fuck you <laughs> know like see perfect de-escalation we were talking about that video the other day that came up in conversation uh, oh really it's hilarious yeah because like, uh, nobody wants to be the guy who gets beat up by the guy in the thong right you know like right? nobody wants to be that guy yeah <laughs> at least some video yeah and and, and if, if verbal judo is an old term and yeah. I, if for everybody that's like cops need more de-escalation training, 
that is verbal judo. It's just a repackaged oh, name. Oh, yeah. That's it. Um, and before it was verbal judo, judo, I'm sure it was called something else. It's a skill set that cops have always been taught, always had, that's developed. Um, because the cops that are out there doing what they're supposed to do and doing the job the right way, we don't want to get in a fight. I don't. I don't oh, want no. one. I don't want the paperwork. I'm, I will tell you, I am a lazy cop. I am trying to do as little work as I can. You don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt because yeah. if I get hurt too bad, I'm out of a job. And I love doing this job. Mm-hmm. So it, there's just so many factors when we're talking about cops that are out there doing it the way they're supposed to do it. Um, and I will fully concede there are cops out there that aren't doing it for the right reasons. And they slip through cracks and all of that stuff. And it, it happens. It goes with any career. But that happens. Yeah. With yeah. Any it, it does. Right. And as long as we're handling it appropriately, and each agency is different on how they handle it. Uh, I don't know that you can standardize something like that. I don't think you should because every place has their own culture and way of handling things. What works in Michigan does not going to work down here, down South. Um, What works in New York is not going to work in California and all of that stuff. So Charlie, I agree. But nowadays the instigate and push for that lawsuit. Yeah. And why is that? Because we've allowed that to work. Yeah. Become a standard. Yeah. We've allowed that to work. But you know, and that, that, I mean, it's just time changes. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's become a standard, but many other things have become standards too. You know, but we, we you gotta adapt. I'm a I'm an optimist. Shatterly hates this about me. I'm a always look at the glass half full guy. <laughs> what good has come from these guys going out and doing that? Officers are trained in First Amendment rights now. Mm-hmm. They realize I can't just I can't just be pop. Coming off through police. the academy, I didn't learn learn First Amendment stuff until when we did the you know. Public order stuff. Right. When, when we started that. Yeah. The so, academy and all that growing, going yeah. through, none of that. And there's an ex- expectation from the public. It's unrealistic. And they think that cops know, should know all the laws. And that's not even oh, true. Well, it's no your, different than being a doctor. Or when your you ta- average lawyer. Yeah. When you talk to criminal, lawyers, they specialize. defense knowledge. It's yeah. not there. You know, by, by and large. Yeah. So the same as for us, we don't, we didn't have a lot of first amendment experience. Mm-hmm. And then it became, once we started seeing these things yeah. pick up and now we have them all the time. I mean, we have right. a first amendment um, right. event almost every weekend, yeah. you know, I mean, something's going on. But I, I like that citizens do that stuff. I, I know there's always a negative to it, but there's a positive that comes from this stuff. Um, Michael Brown, it, that was a, that ended up being proven to be a lie, but mm-hmm. Look at the benefit that came from it. Body cam. I love having a body camera. I have a panic if my body camera's dead and I know I, I got to go out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have, shit, I forgot to charge. You like, know, people, oh, body cam is going to catch you this. They're hunting and this and that. You know what? If you're an honest type guy, what, what do you, you, you worry about? Guy? Yeah, as a cop. Yeah. It's going to save my ass yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, it has saved my ass, you know? I'll tell my supervisor right now. You're going to catch me swearing. You're going to catch me well, singing yeah. in the car. You're going to catch me saying, you know, inappropriate comments to my coworkers. Mm-hmm. I, singing in sync. If you know. catch it, I am fully giving you my blessing. To He's sang in sync on the way to yeah, Cleveland. By the way, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll sing. I sing all the time. So and I don't sing good. I <laughs> I sing. So, but um, yes, that is a great tool. I'll I'll wear it every day. Yeah. You know? I love having body cam. But that's what I'm trying to get to. So yes, I I understand that we do have people out there pressing our buttons, trying to get those lawsuits and do those things. But with good training. It ends up being a. I turn everything into my own entertainment. That's how I get along as a cop. As long as it becomes fun for me somehow, some way, I'm not going to have an issue. 
And that's how I turn everything. And you're a rational person. I hope I'm a rational person. I try to be. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, rationality goes a long way. Yeah. You yeah. know, and not letting people, you know, not letting people rattle you. Yeah. Um, but that goes into confidence and training. Yeah. Train. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you're confident in what you know and you know what you can do, what you can't do. Right. Um, you know how you physically can handle stuff. I physically can't. I, I've been training jujitsu for a long time. You know how many times I've actually got to test that out as a cop? Hardly ever. It, but it's my, the way I carry myself. It's the way that I interact with people. I don't know I'm doing it, but other people don't want to test that. Right. And I'm not, I'm not a little guy. <laughs> Oh my god! Everyone notices. Yeah. Uh, he, he points out Marcus. Just let the camera know yeah. that yeah. at not 15, a little 30, guy. seventeen thirty hours. <laughs> you know, I'm not like 155 pounds or lower, and I'm overweight. And uh, but, but his he's power, his power output is insane. Right? Yeah, you know, that's, that's the important. That's part. what we're all. That's yeah. what it's all about. His bike could charge a light bulb for years, it, or so. or like or like a little. You know, Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, Christmas lights. The LEDs. That's what we're talking yeah. about. The ones that don't require a lot of energy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I digress. I'm always saying that because I'm jealous. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've been doing it a while. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy like the last time I was on a bike, I was better than him. So. Whoa. Yeah. So about it, that. So now it's like. Define better. Just overall. Was that, that MS-150? Yeah. Was that the last time you were on a, a road ride? Yes. Wow. Yep. We need to get you back on a bike. Yep. He's got one too. I do. The, the BH. Yeah, the BH. Yeah. yeah. I have a really nice bike. Yeah. I am planning on getting back into something. Maybe it could be cycling. Jiu-Jitsu is going to be one of them because well, my daughter's doing one. Health's Angels. Health's Angels. Yeah. Okay. Well, well their, their team leaders okay. donated to us as well. Bef- below. Before we get into because we'll dive into Health Angels before we do that. Yeah. Let's finish. Okay. The education portion. Can we, after we finish the education portion, can we go into you have to go potty? the PP portion? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can go right now. Um, so, and that's the beauty part about being live. We can do whatever we want. Shirely, I am glad for body cameras, protect citizens and officers. And I agree. I know we have problems with protests and I agree that they are need. It protected both parties, police ancestors. In the old days, you bust a grape and things change. And that's, 25 years back, Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Joe well, Ed. Yeah. The Marine Corps, they're, they're conditioned to be the first to go in, you know? Right. They're yeah. not too bright. And, exactly. And they eat a lot of crayons. <laughs> so they have a very colorful smile. <laughs> so I'll give them that. Uh, <laughs> they're hard chargers. Not, we like that. Not, we're not hating. No. We're not hating. I, I, when I was in high school, that's what I was going to do because it's the hardest. I walked into the Marine recruiter. Yeah. I like they got the best uniforms. I had the pen in my hand. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, I was like, you know what? I got a partial college scholarship. I'm going to let's see how that works out. Yeah. I yeah. saw where uh, where the Air Force guys were eating in the dining hall. I was like, oh. All right. Ooh, lobster bisque again. <laughs> exactly. Mm. No, no. Take this away. No soup for you. <laughs> yeah, no soup for you. Next. Seinfeld jokes. Um, okay. Trying to think of what else on the education portion that we could be missing. I think we've hit it. I think we've. We've we've torn it apart. We've hit the negative sides of things, um, whether stuff like that, funding, um, fund your bike units, guys, yes. fund them. It is a great tool. Yeah, I, it's. And if you can't, if you cannot, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Get it, uh, bike side. Um, hit up 
police departments that have working bike units, whether they're internally funded or externally funded, um, they will help you get started. I guarantee it. I don't know any bike unit that wouldn't be willing to help. We've had multiple agencies reach out to us. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would recommend uh, some of the bike units I have worked around personally that have got great programs going Dallas Fort Worth, um, outside of Texas, Seattle, um, Nashville, Cleveland, Cleveland, Nashville, yeah. uh, great bike units. Get a hold of these people. Um, they are more than willing to help you get going. Grand yeah. Prairie, Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got some good up and bench structures over there. <laughs> Trying to get pumped up to outride the LT. A little out of shape, but game on. Oh, I don't know. This hey, LT stayed in shape pretty much as the LT's whole on career. a ra- the LT's on a racing team now. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so that's kind of a unique uh, thing. I think I'm one of the first, like, I mean, you know, yeah, committed cyclists in the in the chain in in our bike unit. So yeah, things don't go over you know my head as easily. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like no, I know, I know what's going on here. Yeah. You know, like this is what we need. This is where we need yeah. to go. So that is unique. That's yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I love riding. Um, yeah. The team, it's a team builder too. When you go, oh, when you go out yeah, and you like one of our things, he, he mentioned hitting parking garages. Like that was a thing we would, uh, where we worked, there was five, six parking garages, maybe more. Um, and we would try to make it a goal that we went up and down every single one in a shift or we would, we would ride. We liked, we called it the miracle mile. Spragans and I, we would ride our perimeter. On your perimeter. I, I can't hold it anymore. I'm sorry. I got to get up. <laughs> oh, okay. You're good. Yeah, okay. Um, so we'd ride our perimeter. Uh, give me one second, folks. He's going to the bathroom. Yeah, so I got a um, my mother-in-law or somebody out there should tell you where to go, but it's to your left. It's the opposite way which you came in. Um, we would ride the perimeter and then we would hit all the parking garages. Uh, and then we would hit... Every north, south, and east-west road. So you basically rode the whole beat, and uh, you try to do that in a shift. Yeah, um, that's good work. All of us U.S. Air Force, all of us Air Force, do not understand you, Shadow. I do understand. <laughs> do understand. Oh, they do understand. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Lisa Ramsey, sure. Send me an idea of what you're thinking. It might be related to an something else. I was going to say, I'm not sure what that's referring to. Yeah. But I think that's Lisa telling me that that's who she is because it says replying Facebook user. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's... Uh, be more specific. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, it shows up as Facebook user uh, with the wind tunnel. Yeah. The wind tunnels downtown. That's another thing to consider if you're oh, a bike cop. Holy is, shit. Wind is a factor. There's nothing like wind screaming down a 500 foot tall tower, right? I mean, yeah. it's just. It's insane. It has no, it's kind of like the trail. I don't know. The Trinity trail. You're always riding into the wind. It seems no matter which direction you had when it's like, you think you're going to get that relief. Like, Oh, cool. We're going, we're going North, uh, East now. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's right in your face. You know, it's, it's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Riding with the wind. Oh man, there's nothing like it. Oh yeah. The only problem is, is when you start out riding with the wind and you don't hear anything, you know, and you're like, oh, this is so nice. I'm going so fast. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to turn around. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, you know, suffer fast. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to wait for Marcus to get back. But from your perspective as a lieutenant, well, that was quick. You got a little baby bladder. Oh, it, it is big. 
<laughs> Just be careful with y'all's headphones. Yeah. Sorry, LT, you got the crappy set of headphones. I tried to get the, the good set would not work for me, so. That's all right. I mean, I, I can hear just fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're good? No. Yeah. All right. I apologize. No, you're good. So, um, we, we, we definitely, I think we hammered down on the officer level, but as a lieutenant level, and then somebody who's been a sergeant around the bike unit as well, what, what is your perspective? What is the things that you're looking for from bike units? Um, I think one of the main things is, like, like we talked about, that, that rapid response, it, being able to grow, you know, in our ability to adapt um, and change with, as they're, you know, it, it's kind of like <clears throat> my first uh, lieutenant in the bike unit, he told me, he's like, hey, you know, these bars have about a five-year um, lifespan, right? Five years, it's the place to go. Everybody wants to go there, and then it dies, and something new pops up. And a new little area of town becomes, you know, uh, where the it place. And so being able to respond to that and just constantly, uh, you know, change. Um, I think, you know, just keeping uh, equipment uh, readily available and, and in good shape. Um, just minor things like, like stickers on your bikes can change morale. You know, like, yeah. you know, when it looks all ratty and, and torn up, you're like, I don't, I don't want to ride this bike today. <clears throat> but, um. I would say um, just keeping the motivation to, to go out. Like I said, it, it, it's hard to, in a confined area, it's hard to find that, that will to yeah. constantly patrol and ride in circles. Yeah. Right. So the ways you can mix that up and, and change it. And, and, you know, you know that this morning part of the day is going to be handling the transients. And then your evening is going to be the accidents. If people leave it downtown. So filling that gap in between with either training rides or, you know, going down to the range and practicing. I mean, there's just a, plethora of things you can do to uh, keep it fresh yeah um and then getting support from um upper administration as far as budgetary needs and and training requests and and those kind of is issues. that part of your responsibilities as a lieutenant is the budgetary stuff yes okay. and so a lot of those things i was never aware of uh like i said i was like i can't believe we don't have an equipment budget for this, or a training budget or a uniform budget i mean there's just a lot of uh holes that we've relied on through public support which is great they're willing to do it but we shouldn't be constant because that that public support group also funds all the neighborhood patrol officers and their bike needs mm -hmm. right so that money gets stretched thinner and thinner as the city grows right and the costs are going up and up and up you know i mean it's yeah. um 1200 dollars to outfit a new bike off you know just with uh, just clothing and equipment yeah clothing that's not even a bike it's not yeah. even a bike so it's like those kinds of things you have to watch they add up quickly and just keeping uh retention of officers who want to do the job and want to be in the bike unit i mean before we had officers in the unit have been there 15 years. years you know i mean they spent most of their career there and now it's uh the more senior officers are kind of in that seven-year rank yeah and you need that experience, you know, you, you just like in patrol, you need those guys that are willing to teach the younger officers how to do it. And it is, a, it is a transition from patrol. It requires a different skill set. Uh, not only do you have to be adept at being an officer, you also have to adept at being adept at being on a bike. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's kind of like an airplane. You're always managing something, mm -hmm. right? Like you're not just uh, on autopilot on yeah. a bike. You know, if you're on autopilot, you're going to crash. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of looking at, hey, where's my, <clears throat> what gear am I in? I'm about to stop. Now I got to downshift. Then I got this guy coming across the street. He's yelling and screaming, you know, what am I going to do? So yeah. it's taking into account all those different things. Um, 
you know, and just finding officers that are good at that and transitioning yeah. is, is a key and, and retention. One of the, and this is from an officer's perspective moving up, one of the problems that I had with bikes when I was there is I lost a lot of crime fighting ability. And why did I lose it? It wasn't because I didn't have the motivation and it, I was unsupported. Um, here I am trying to do some proactive stuff and I'm getting um, grief from coworkers that had been doing the job for years. And, uh, and then on top of that, I, I have no backup from the sergeant or, or the lieutenant to, to do, to support the ideas that I was trying to, to, to breathe, you know, new life into a position that started just being handling accidents, dealing with transients and, and helping with bar closings. Like I wanted to catch other stuff. They, there was stuff there it, to be done. It, it takes that certain leader in that, in that position. Yes. And we had. We had somebody in that position. Yeah, for a bit. But yeah. that is, I, I'm giving you my perspective because you're in a, a position to, to look out for these things. Um, that's, one of the, the, that's one of the reasons I started losing the passion for it and why mm -hmm. I got out um, and tried something different was because I, I just, I, I had tried so long for so long to do different things and just kept getting, not necessarily told no, I just didn't have anybody else that was willing, that was higher up to support that need. And with you talking about now your senior guys are seven years or whatever. It's like, I look at that and I'm like, all right, now you've got somebody that still should have that light and that fire to try these new things. These new, like imagine having that centralized unit and you're going to have to tell four or five of your guys, Hey, I need you to go over to the hospital district and deal with car burglaries. Well, when's the last time you dealt with that working in a downtown area? You haven't. You know, do you know what to look for anymore? Do you, do you is it still, have you lost that, that sharpness? Cause I did it to, I had yeah, to get, I'd, I had to get it back. I'd say, yeah. I mean, cause you're, you're, you just become accustomed to, to yeah. those things, talking to people yeah, you, or, you're, the, or a homeless person, like, but yeah, you end up being like a firefighter. When I went no back, offense, firefighters, when I went back to respond. patrol, being in a car from the bike unit, it was like, it was it's a wake up call. It, not only was it a wake up call, I, I enjoyed it. I went back, <laughs> right. I got back into the car, was answering calls, you know, breath dance. of fresh air. right? And it was like, let's go. Yeah. You know, I'm the, I'm the taking calls left and right. Yeah. So, yeah. And that is, that is a difference. And that's actually something I've been thinking about. Like he asked, um, I think it was Richard that was asking, what's the disadvantage when you're in a patrol car, you have a, ter a terminal with you, yeah. right? You have yeah. access to the information. On a bike, you don't have access to the information. You got to ask dispatcher for it all. Gives it to you, yeah, right. And then you've got to process it, remember it all <laughs> as you're riding to the scene, yeah. And then, and then, anytime you have to attach any information, you've got to ask the dispatcher, "Hey, attach this." And whether or not they do is is up to them, yeah. right? Yeah. So then you get back to do your report. Um, and uh sorry you, you don't chat. yeah <laughs> and then you don't have you don't have what you need you're like wait where's that person's info you know and and so i i think that would be an advantage of going back to the patrol car after being in a bike i mean like wow i know where everything is i can see where everyone is i can you know yeah. respond but it's also a larger area yeah. you know yeah. so and it goes again this is a this is kind of outside the scope but um patrol is so far behind when it comes to technology Mm -hmm. There is no reason that you can't have an MDC right here. Oh yeah. There's no reason. 
Yeah. There's no reason. So as a bike officer, like that is something that would give me a critical advantage. Because uh, we already talked about the advantages of being a bike cop. Now imagine having an empty seat with you and the ability to look up there's stuff. C- there's the... cities out there with iPads that yeah. bike officers have. Them. Right, iPads, you know? stuff like that. But so. I, that's what I'm saying is like the the technology needs yeah. to be. There needs to be some energy put into that. Um, <laughs> just saw your text. So <laughs> I need a pee pee. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that's the beauty of doing live. Just fucking go. Doesn't matter. We'll keep talking. We don't need you. Edit it out. But uh, I don't don't edit nothing on live. It's we're good. Um, As long as you don't pee your pants. Uh, Try not. Which actually I'd probably leave in. All the cool people are doing it. Yeah. If Miles Davis does it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. I think as I, if we, if I think of more stuff, I'll, I'll hit it. But if I haven't hit anything that you guys can think of that you want the general public to know, as far as it comes to being a bike patrol officer and the things that are involved and all that stuff. Um, go ahead and chime up whenever you get the notion, but I want to, I want to get into the extracurricular side of being involved in bikes. Um, another way to reach the community. Um, James Shirely said, yes, Marcus, when I got transferred to patrol from motors, it was an eye opening experience. I'm sure he meant, uh, how the department has changed along with so much. much after 10 years not so meth uh freudian slip uh yeah. comes with a career and yeah, are you on mobile <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you doing push to talk yeah or, or speak to text correct. Uh, yeah but um you guys are both heavily involved with the north texas north texas police cycling team. police cycling okay yeah so with this club it's all police officers. That's correct. Um, you guys have a community outreach. Uh, so you have the community aspect of that as long as the, as well as the competitive aspect of that. And then the internal aspect of uh, police camaraderie. Right. So let's dive into that. What does it do? Who, who is it? What's involved with it? What are you guys doing? Well, you know, I, I, so of course, you know, I got into cycling and uh, it's become you know, my number one thing. I mean, it's, I don't have time for anything and my wife will kill me for saying this, but you know, it's, it's my priority for cycling right now is, is so high. You know, I spend, it's a selfish sport. I'll tell you that right now. I spend hours and hours and hours in the garage. You know, I spent four hours out today on the road, you know, riding. And I thank my wife so much for letting me do it because, you know, it, it does take a lot of time and she's with the kids while I'm, while I'm doing it. So while but, we're on that, before you move on to the next thing, is it a mental clarity thing? Is it a, uh, a, a mental health booster for you in, in, in dealing with a first responder career field? It gets away. Yeah. It gets you away. I mean, you, you, you it's, it's, you have to have, you know, just like military and, and things like that. You know, I can't remember what I was looking at. I think it was on Twitter or something where they were talking about, okay, the military, you know, you get deployed, you're, you're out there, you're on that deployment for six months or so. You're in that mode for that long, you know, you don't get to, you don't have to actively turn it off. You know, being an officer, you have to turn it on and off. I Maybe that was that was, was my podcast. That was yours. Yeah. Oops, okay. His podcast. I apologize. <laughs> I know it's awesome. <laughs> I apologize. It shows you watched. Hey, you know. Yeah. That it. was yeah. that was great. You know. Yeah. And uh, 
I'm sorry, I didn't. No, realize. that's awesome. No, I like but, that's yeah. cool. Like it's, it's cool. somewhere on the internet. Yeah, I've, I've always thought to 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 go off of that. Like you know, uh, never was in the military, um, but you know, having a lot of friends who were and and everything, and just kind of looking at it, you're in a in a foreign place, and you're you're in for, you're basically policing in a foreign land, right? These right. aren't your your own people, you know. When you come back here, you're you're having to police your own citizens, right. and it's it's a very challenging role because it's such a gray line that you're towing all the time yeah. and you do things and you're like man that is terrible you know I had to like you know j- just the, you know family violence for for instance right like it's a very personal thing but you have to take action you're forced to and there's so many dynamics to that you don't even see you know that we're not aware of you know we're gonna solve somebody's problems in 15 minutes that have been brewing for you know years 15 years yeah. right it's just a lot of work i mean it's um you know just like a golfer you know, you're spending hours. I mean, we're, I mean, like, I feel bad if I don't ride two hours on Zwift, I get, right? I get grumpy. You know, it's like, yeah. you have to get on. The, you yeah. have to spend the time. You got to condition the taint. Yeah. But once you get it conditioned. <laughs> it's, when it gets, like, leathery, then yeah. it's you know, good to like, go. You know, when it gets, like, alligator skin, you're good. Right? Yeah. And when <laughs> your Brooks saddle becomes your taint, you're, exactly. you're good to go. So well, you, in, in the old days of the Tour de France, I used to just take slabs of meat. And that was their. I still do it. Yeah. Yeah, what? I'm yeah. Just to cool it off? Well, to cool it off and to provide cushioning. It was what? Like a slab of steak. And I never heard that. that. Yeah. Uh, little thing. Mm. I mean, but they also smoked. Not while the T bone. And drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> Not the T bone. Not the T bone. Yeah. Now, did they eat the meat when they were done? I don't think so. Did they let it go to waste? Yeah. Seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it's got a good salt content to it. And, oh. and that's when we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get let's get back to uh, North Texas cycling. Okay. Police so, cycling. Yeah. Uh, oh. You had asked me about the whole cycling. I just wanted to bring up, you know, as far as the bike cop thing, it really brought me into the community part. I was I I thrived on the community part when I was a bike officer, and uh, you know, and that's when we started the memorial ride, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. I tried to get routine, you know, community type patrols on the trails and things like that. But that's uh. You know, my whole cycling just started from from being on the bike unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Memorial Ride was one of my first long events uh, yeah. in preparation for. Um, I think it was hotter than hell. You know, yeah. and uh, two days of riding, uh, hundred and fifty miles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish, it was. It ish. was. Uh, yeah, because the first the first year we did it, we rode from Houston from Katy to Austin. Yep, and then they standardized it from San Antonio to, to Austin. Austin with a stay over in San Marcos. Yeah, it, that's but right. then that one year we did it. Out, were you in that one when we did it from Fort Worth? Yep. To Dallas. Yep. To oh, walk, yeah. then yeah. we bust to. No, it was Fort Worth to Dallas to Waxahachie, and then we bust. Then we bust the Temple. Yeah, it was weird. And then we got caught in a hailstorm. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah. just those rollers up and down the yep. uh, frontage road. Yep. The oh, hard part there. about that ride, okay, so anybody that understands riding and stuff like that, when you go do Hotter Than Hell or you do the MS-150 or whatever it is, you're, one, you're doing your pace and you're riding with, you know, groups and you're cruising and you're in the saddle maybe four hours, six hours mm-hmm. if you're, you know, yeah, six less. Hours, yeah. yeah. So it just depends on how long or how your level of riding. When you ride in the Texas Memorial ride, it is in the saddle for eight hours. Yeah. And then you do it again the next day for eight hours. Yeah. It's, and you go slow. Yeah. It's a slow pace. Slow. Everybody. Nothing yeah. faster than 15 miles per hour. I think that right. was the pace. It's right around yeah, there. 13. Yeah. 13 riding. 
So when you calculate it all up, your pace was really only like 11. Yeah. It, and it's just being in the saddle that long. And a, a big uh, group, it's what, 75 officers, you know, or more. And it's, you all stay in a group. Yeah. But it, but it's, it's a, a great, great cause. cause. Great. Yeah. Yes. yeah. There you go. Great cause. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love it. I, I, I do it every year. We're doing it this year again. Oh, you guys doing it? This is the oh, first yeah. year back from COVID, COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if anybody doesn't know it, the, it, all the proceeds go to uh, families of police survivors that were killed in the line of duty. And it pays for them to go to camps with their children. And, and it allows the uh, survivors to, you know, just get a break, honestly. I mean. And talk to other families that have gone through the same thing. The yeah. very first one. I mean, I just stumbled across it. When, yeah. When we went. Yeah, when it we did just that. just me, you, and Joey. Yeah. And, I and just, my dad. Oh, yeah. Your dad went, my too. My dad, as I the lieutenant, it. went. Yeah. And, and I, I just stumbled. in the RV. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. I stumbled across it and I was yeah. like, hey, let's go. And yeah. not only did we do that, we ended up finding an officer's family from our own department. We had no clue was going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that iconic nuts. picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a great moment. Uh, I believe it was Justin. Oh, I cannot think of his last name. He, um, the one who took the picture. The one that took the yeah, picture. I don't remember. Reynolds. No, no, no. He's from another department. Um, shoot, I am blanking on his name. He's a fitness buff, too. Uh, big into the, the CrossFit stuff. But, um, yeah, he took a picture oh, of us. He's uh he's head here in North Texas, isn't he? Yeah. Um, He's he's still doing CrossFit. Oh, yeah. He's uh, got the whole setup at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I could probably yeah. find him. Um, but, yeah, he took the picture. But we just stumbled across that. And, of course, you know, and, and it's gotten, it was maybe 30 or 40 officers. Wilder. Wilder, Justin just Wilder, thirty yeah. or forty officers to Justin Wilder at the very start, and now it's just it's grown so much, and and I'll go every year. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's great. So um, it's a Texas Peace Officers Memorial Ride. Yeah, now tpo tpomr dot org. Yeah, now but there is another there's another ride, but that's motorcycles is not affiliated with. I think so. You have to be careful. yeah. They say like the ride for fallen or something. Yeah. You just get you got to know your ring ring, and you got to know your yeah, vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, with your group and the stuff with the police group, the, the Texas uh, North Texas Police. Yeah, North Texas yeah. Police Cycling. Cycling. I want to make sure I get it right. North Texas Police Cycling. You all compete. Right. Okay. So when you compete, you guys are going against FD and police around the nation. Right. So the games, it's the World Police and Fire Games. So okay. it's police fire and they've opened it up to basically all first responders dispatchers yeah uh retired uh retired law enforcement and fire ems uh, customs Mm -hmm. yeah okay and it's it's on a world level okay so it's it's and it's held at different every two years it's somewhere else in the world just like your regular olympics gotcha it's the second largest uh athletic event behind the olympics too um i think what was it two years ago or no last year they had 10,000 participants from all over the world 10,000 athletes i'm yeah. marking the time down so when this youtube video comes out you can make a clip of it uh, and 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 so you. people can see that thank you so yeah cool. yeah so they're expecting 10,000 people 10,000 athletes to compete in in olympic style games and then on top of the olympic style games they have the specialty police and fire type you know shooting ladder climbs hose dragging things like that gotcha Tug of war. So, yeah. Tug of war. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys do that, like what's the, uh, what's the, what's the winning? What do you win? Uh, you win a medal. Okay. It's uh they have gold, silver, bronze medals. Is it real gold? 
I don't know. I don't know. They break if it up. If you got age. that many people, that damn well better be gold because yeah. I'm sure it costs money to get in. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. We're. Okay. I mean, I'm paying you know a couple hundred dollars in registration fees. So okay. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you've guys got hotel expenses and all of that stuff to have to travel expenses, hotel expenses, entry fees. Okay. Um, you know. You got to eat, uh, things like food. that. <laughs> so what yeah. I'm trying to get at is you guys are trying to raise money yes. for this, for people that support this cause. Um, and how can people do that if they want to? We have a, we're on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we're, actually, we're on all platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, but on our Instagram, there is a link in the profile. Uh, it's an organization, a civilian organization that's holding our funds, and, and they've supported us. They've supported police bikes in general for years and years and years, and it's a great group of people. Are you um, talking about the bike support group? Yes. yes. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know if and I could say it. Oh, for uh, sure. We're not mentioning the department. We're talking okay. about the group that helps. Yeah. They're a 501c3. Okay, so, so it's a nonprofit. Nonprofit. Nice. Um, yeah, so they can donate their... So there, then, um, there is a link. Yeah. So when you enter, click on the link. Um, it has information for donations and and the link is located where on the Instagram on your guys's Instagram right account. Instagram okay. the profile. Okay. So you click on the link and there's a little place for comments. North Texas Police Cycling uh, World Police Games. Very cool. And uh, it's when is it? When do you guys go? The games are July 28th through August. Fifth. Yeah, and they have a full yeah. uh, inauguration ceremony with all the countries coming in. Really? I mean, yeah. Oh, fireworks. other countries? No, this, yeah, yeah, this is worldwide. I mean, oh, so, shit. So literally, we're going to be up against, like, potentially pro cyclists. This, this is Olympic. So if you guys want to know how to fight communists, <laughs> this, is, this is your chance to help. <laughs> so, this, so just take the Olympics, the Summer Olympics that you see on TV, uh-huh. and just replace the name with police, fire, EMS, this and that. No That's, shit. And yeah. it's... They're okay. all first yeah, they, they have wrestling. They have uh, jujitsu as well. They have jujitsu. I think so. No I, shit. No, they do. don't quote me. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wrestling, I wouldn't do good at, but jujitsu, I wouldn't. Well, I haven't rolled <laughs> since you've been studying. I, yeah, yeah. So, so we're, back we're expecting some good competition. Yeah. I mean, okay. especially like the cycling part, you know. All these, of course, European cycling is, you know. Now, when you guys go, do you get to represent your department? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so no shit. So we're we're going to the reason part of the reason we did that as North Texas Police Cycling is it's such a time requirement. You know, even in a in a department the size of ours, finding a, enough team members is is really tough, especially with the time yeah. constraints. Well, and you know, not only that, but it's it's so you take cycling in general, okay, as a sport. Not a lot of people. How many people do you know? Or, or <laughs> yeah. exactly. So it's yeah. a smaller niche sport. And then within that sport, you have to find police and fire officers or police officers and firefighters. So that group gets even smaller. So, of course, so I went around, you know, looking for all these different agencies. Hey, do you have any riders, this and that? You want to enter these games? And that's why we developed North Texas because. Yeah. Yeah. Pull together the limited resources. I get right. it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes I didn't. Sense. I didn't know how any, any yeah, other he, way to he, do it. He came to me, you know, because I just came to a uh, lieutenant position back in August, and uh, he's like, "Hey, the World Police Games are here." Because I remember in powerlifting, they went to Chengdu, China. Yeah, they went to China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I'm not gonna. 
I liked how you said that. But anyway, <laughs> did I do? Did I do a Trump? <laughs> you you kind of did. I, I don't think China. it was subliminal. China, China, yeah. China. Yeah. <laughs> so, China. so we. Uh, I'm the best so they, at it. <laughs> no one can do it like I said it. Sorry. So they went to to Chengdu <laughs> and they had the games there, and that was the last games before COVID. So then they caught up with the with the games last year in uh, Rotterdam, and now it's in Winnipeg. So he goes, "It's it's in Winnipeg." I'm like, "Well, that's just right up 35." a straight shot it's like driving to ohio right so (laughs) so uh we kind of got this whole harebrained idea like let's do this you know and uh so i think we're going to be able to use uh, department equipment to transport the bikes and secure them and everything else well hopefully hell yeah so that'd be kind of cool and and that's all marked so that's another community relations aspect i was gonna say just people seeing you know cowboy cops riding Mm -hmm. all the way i mean that's gonna be huge we're wearing cowboy hats i I was gonna say i highly recommend the cowboy hats all the way up um please do that yeah so um but yeah he is kind of marked i've adopted the southern (laughs) yeah hey so you're almost a true texan yeah i'm here now i say y'all i drink dr pepper so (laughs) yeah so i i just saw the opportunity and and Okay. Like, let's do it, man. And so people need to go out, need to help support the cause, donate, help get these guys out there. Um, and then any any uh, unused funds will go back into that five hundred one c three. Okay, good to know. Which which helps bike officers in general. Nice. So with that, like I said, if you let's say you're not even the most police supportive person, guys, we can fight communism. It's true. We can fight communism. We can do it on a bike. Right <laughs> on here. a bike. On right a bike. here. This is going to be like the bike cycling version of Rocky Five. Or Miracle Four. on Ice. Rocky 5000. Miracle on Ice. There yeah. you go. There's another one. <laughs> if you're a hockey fan, um, which everybody should be. Uh, okay. So we, we've got the yours. Now you said you wanted to mention Health Angels. So they're, they're a supporter of ours. Uh, actually, a family member there. Um, I'll just say their name because they're so cool. David and Sonia Baker. Um, they uh, they have been so instrumental in raising money for MS-150 throughout the years. Health Angels is their team and um, consistently is the number one uh, fundraiser for MS uh, research on in the MS-150 year after year in DFW. And and also like in Houston and other places too. is a really strong group, great group of people. And um <clears throat> Basically, anybody that doesn't know, MS-150 is a 150-mile ride uh, that supports MS research. Um, you start out one day, typically in Frisco, ride to Texas Motor Speedway, spend the night, and then ride uh, into downtown. Oh, Fort the Worth. second day is the worst. <laughs> and it's always into the wind, right? Yeah. So it's just your first day, you're like, oh, crosswind, cool. And yeah. then the second day, it's just straight into the wind. But uh, they, they donated uh, as well, uh, personally, and just thank them. And I think you're doing MS-150 this year. Yeah, right? I'm going to try and make it. I'm I'm gonna be out of town. Uh, I'm still signed up. I'm still raising money, but I'm not gonna be able to do the ride. I'm signed up. I'm raising money. I'm just my whole because I mean I'm I'm my race season is is I have it set, but then I don't. So I don't know. It's I've got a lot of races, and mm. it really picks up then too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, what uh, is a what is a race season? Ah, uh, well, it's starting, for road. We're talking road. So right? the road season. I'd say the road season's opening up next weekend. And uh, there's a race uh, in Cedar Hill. And then it's, uh, I mean, it's just back up. I mean, right after, you know, two weeks, three weeks, there's another one, another week, there's another one. And it's rotating throughout the state. So so. if somebody wants to get into road riding, um, there's categories. There is to what? to to levels like in jujitsu. It's there's there's you know there's belts. There's a system now with riding. There's also a system. Yeah, I mean, you, 
when you want to get into the racing part aspect of, of riding a bike, um, you know, they have these, it's the USA cycling. They have these, these categories of, and they start out your, your inner, your beginners are four or five. And then it goes up from there, three, two, and then your cat one pro cat one races. Um, those are, those are extremely What hard. category are you, sir? Uh, I'm three. You're a three. Yeah. I, okay. I, I'd say I'm on the top end of three. That makes sense for a person know? that's in their forties. Yeah. I mean, I'm 42, <laughs> 42. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I started late, but yeah, you're here now. You know, I'm here now. And you're having fun. But, uh, I'm, I'm trying to bridge that gap to cat two. It's just the gap from three to two is, is very, very hard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done like this last season I did, I've entered some, you know, one, two, three races and, uh, you know, I've stuck with them, you know, am I winning those races? No, but, <laughs> but you know, I'm there, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, and it's at good, a good bare training. minimum, some of the donations people give to your guys' team should be podiums. Yes. Mobile podiums. Is <laughs> an inside joke. Uh, you guys are going to see Marcus posted a, a picture of him placing. Um, I third. It was third in was, age group. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Well, third place. Was, I would. I would be proud of it. But I, the I'm podium. Myself. The podium was the like Overall, the, the stools that you keep next to your toilet for like perfect poop posture. <laughs> that's that's what they stood on. Or hey, like I was those, on the ground. Uh, I didn't get one. You didn't even get one. Yeah, it was like the Werner little. <laughs> Home Depot stool, yeah. right? But hey, we were in Valley View, Texas. In their defense, you know, I mean, there's not a lot going on. Come on, they should have some woodworkers or something that has a podium. <laughs> Come on, guys. So did, we're gonna a, introduce them to your dad, uh, Millie. Said, I attended one community ride. Right? Was that a uh, uh, Rolling Town Hall? Oh yeah, that's a good. Th- we didn't even mention oh, Rolling yeah. Town Hall. So if your city is out there, um, another good community outreach thing that uh, we've been at least where we work that we do um, what I think our mayor started uh, at the time, former mayor uh, is these rolling town halls. Our mayor was a cyclist and we would have these pre-scheduled events where you would ride with cops, the mayor, uh, other city council members or whoever, and the, and the citizens and we just ride around town all around different sides of town. Yeah. It was, it and was and awesome. talk and, and have, you know, cops working as police function to, to set up rolling blocks and stuff like that. But, uh, roadblocks. So traffic doesn't hit us, but it was great. Some of the bikes you'd see on that were really cool too. So oh yeah. Have brought out some really neat. Yeah. Cause you never stuff. go quick. You just a yeah. nice leisurely ride and you'd pick certain sides of town and, just Chat. BS yeah. and bullshit and ride and get to know each other. And it was just a cool way to open up a conversation with people. So, um, rolling town halls are a good, good call. Thanks for bringing that up, Millie. But, um, I'm sorry. We've got to get back to health angels. Yeah. I think that was, I think that was it. That was it. Yeah. So nothing, you guys got a ride coming up, anything like so, that? So their ride is uh, May 6th, right? Oh, it's one ride a year. Kind of yeah. like yeah. MS 150. Yeah. Yeah. Like so in the DFW area. Okay. So they'll, they do them in, uh, from the, the Houston, the Austin route. Uh, they're all over the country. Um, but the two main are the Houston one and okay. the, uh, and the DFW. Okay. Nice. And what's the, what, like what got it started? What's the main mission? Um, I know that for health angels, it was, uh, his mom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that kind of led to him wanting to donate and do more. Gotcha. And like on our jerseys, we have some Easter eggs in, you know, honor of her and yeah. everything. So awesome. Well, I, most people have a personal, most people that ride have a personal story and there are several riders who ride with MS in the ride. And so that's, 
that's really touching too. You know? Yeah. It's always kind of humbling when you do like MS-150 or Hotter Than Hell and you see somebody that doesn't have arms or, you know, they're, they're riding, you know, with MS and they're just trying he's yeah. like, well, I can, if they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And so it, it, it's really cool. Yep. Yeah, I've seen, I mean, just, I'm sorry, but, you know, people with handicaps, you know, riding and racing. I, I mean, I've raced Leadville as a 100-mile mountain bike race in, in Colorado, and there's people that are doing up there with, you know, missing an arm, missing a leg, and that, that's a hell of a hard, that's a hard race, you know, and they're yeah. doing it, you know, and I'm out there about to quit, Yeah, and this guy rolls by me, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, damn it, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I got to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, and, and, and just helping that's another thing with these group rides is yeah you're it's like golf you're playing against yourself but the difference in these group rides is you're also helping each other out mentally you know you see somebody start to slack uh, or they're fading and then you Mm -hmm. get on them you're like come on dude just push it a little more and all of a sudden that mental mental clarity a little spark and all of a sudden they're back in it and it was because you guys helped it's a very supportive type thing and I think that's what goes into the mental health part of it is those group rides. If if you have never been a part of it and you're looking as a first responder as a way to get in shape, to help with your own fitness and your mental health, like it's a good way to start. Get Grab you a, a bike. bike and come out and ride. Because there's nothing like going back to your childhood and being like, you know, for me, I hadn't been on a bike since I was 15 because I couldn't drive yet. You know, a lot of these bike shops around around the whole area, I mean, they all have rides that lead out of them. Yeah. You know, yeah, for and sure. they're 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 uh, you know they they want want people out there. Yep, I agree. You guys got anything else? And it's just so cool to go out and hop on your bike and not yeah. feel limited at all, right? Yeah. Like you can just go anywhere. Feel free. Like, oh, I'm in another town now. Yeah. You know, and it's just huh? like, well, I'll grab a I'll grab a coffee or a burger here, yeah. and then I'll ride home. You know, it, it's just. Like you said, that kid mentality of yeah, just, it's what it feels freedom. like. It's yeah. like a nostalgia every time you get yeah. on. Running except hurts, you, except for when you go uphill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it ten times better in running. Oh, and yeah, it, it, especially if you have you know knee problems or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and you get properly fitted. You're not going to have back issues. I know a lot of people complain about that, but you get properly fitted on your bike, and you're going to be fine. And you know, yeah. just spin away. So forty two and in great shape. Mom is proud. Yeah, that's my mom. That's your mother? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's why. He didn't say nothing. I was like, Millie. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good, though, bro. Well, guys. So she didn't do the uh, rolling town hall, then? She did one of them, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. I can't nice. remember which one it was, but yeah. I don't remember her being there, so I wasn't there for that one. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I definitely remember your mother showing up to one of our rides, because... I would have gave, I would have bust your balls. So, <laughs> My was, mom actually did a cycle cross race. Wow. She did a few of them actually. No shit. She, she pinned a number on. Oh yeah. Really Dang. Cool. Absolutely. Killed it. Yeah. Cool. All right, fellas. I think I'm good. You guys yeah. good? I'm right. good. I think so. Well, yeah, I'm that's... hoping to see a, a two cops, one donut uh, uh, logo on your jersey. When you guys get out there, what are, We're you gonna willing, need a, what are you willing to do for that? Too I, I just gave you a <laughs> fucking <laughs> free podcast, sir. Uh, we're going to no, need a vector file. True. Yeah, a, a vector file. I don't know what a vector file is. Uh, a picture. But I got a PNG file. picture. Yeah, get, we'll get you with. Uh, yeah, I'll send you an email. Okay, cool. With All who right. you need to. We'll put you on the jersey. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. That's just a cool logo, too. I mean, that'd be great to have on them. I got, we can do chocolate. We can do pink. If you guys keep yours like, you know, United States theme, I got the red, white, and blue one. So. 
Got we're, it all covered. we're still working on kits. Uh, yeah. We don't have a okay. Definite. Well, just please do better than the one that we got that looks like it has boobies on it. Yeah, it won't be like that one. <laughs> okay, I still have that one by the way. Yeah, I, I, do, I, too. I do too. <laughs> I brought that up to somebody and they were like, "You ever notice how that one looked like?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I never noticed it until you said so." I was like, "It's the first thing I the see." The first thing like, I saw. What kind of what does that say about me? Yeah, you know, I guess I'm, I think my maturity level hasn't yeah. increased since I turned fifteen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's basically. Yeah, but yeah it's. Uh, I'm good. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Big thing is is I'm all geared for this for these Olympics, man. It's yeah. uh, I'm, right. I can't I I've never been more excited than than I haven't in in a long time. Did oh. you do the 2018 games? The, uh, the Texas games. The Texas game. No, I haven't done the Texas games in a while. The state of Texas has their own police games as well. Oh, uh, okay. And I haven't done them in a while. Um, but all right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, definitely my A race. Way bigger. Oh, I ten mean, this, times. This is gonna be huge. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, just thinking about when we started this, it was kind of like a ragtag. Like, well, let's see if we can make it happen. And we need, you know, people. And then all of a sudden, some funds started rolling in, and people started getting behind it. And we got uh, one of our teammates, you know, Ruben, designing jerseys and found a, a, a kit uh, supplier. And then it was like, wait a minute. And then. All of a sudden, we had enough funds to book the hotel for the, yeah. for the stay. Because, you know, I mean, it's because we're going to have to leave here like July 26th, and we're not getting back until August 7th, you know. Over I mean, a week, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of time away from family. It's a lot of time on the road. It's a lot of time doing everything. And then we're like, wait, this, this is actually happening, you know. And now it's like, this is super exciting. Like, this is, I think. I think he's, you know, we're all super pumped. I mean, it's just an unbelievable opportunity. I mean, you represent your country. Yeah. yeah. And and you're getting to go into a whole other country That's and nuts. do it. You know, yeah. representing a country in a, in a Olympic style sport, you know, yeah. it's not the Olympics, but it's, it's damn near close. It's as close yeah. as you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially exactly. at 42. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Unless they start coming out with some new pills that are undetectable, uh, you are not going to be in the Olympics, but it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so. it really is. Okay. How can people go to donate? How can they find you? And then we'll cut it. Uh, the Instagram has a link, bikesupportgroup.org. Um, What's the Instagram? A North Texas Cycling NTX. Oh, let me no, no. <laughs> NTX Police Cycling. Let me, let me look. Let me okay. just make it official. Let me look. Yeah. Because I get it confused. Too. Yeah, I know. I do too. So it's <laughs> NTX underscore police underscore cycling. Okay. And it has the link on there to donate. Uh, we'd appreciate anything you can give us. Uh, we're trying to send a team up to compete, represent not only our department, but the United States. Hell yeah. And uh, we're hoping to bring home some hardware. We'll see. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. All right, fellas. I appreciate you being on. Hey, Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us, man. Not awesome. a problem, man. Good catching up. Thanks, everybody. We're going to cut it. Later. Later.